Could you still be in love, baby? What a bop. What a music video, too. Still, you know, you got me, got me. With your pistol, pistol shot, shot me, me, shot me. And yes, we are recording. It is intro time, baby. Pew, pew, pew. Pow, pow. <laughs> My new thing is to lure Morgan into singing Black Eyed Peas and then hit record, Joe. As soon as I saw the red button, I was like, good. Very really good. are the, the JGL of our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's so good to laugh because we are in terrible, terrible times. Uh, I will just let you guys know, all of you MPs listening, we are recording this on January 7th, 2021. So... Yeah. Yeah. The world <laughs> is a vampire to quote Smashing Pumpkins, but it's also a white supremacy state in the United States. So there you go. Yeah, things are not looking good uh for <laughs> America, for Americans, for, for morale anywhere. <laughs> yeah, for the world for vi- vibes are shit. <laughs> vibes are bad. <laughs> The real Esther ass vibes. But sisters, (laughs) (laughs) Ampies, we're here to try to make a tiny, tiny corner of it uh, somewhat better and brighter because we're back, baby! Baby, we are finishing up season three. We're doing it up big. We're hitting them up style, as Blue Cantrell would say. Of course. For all the lies you told, this is what you're owed. When your man wanna get up wild, just go back and hit him up style. Get your hands on his cash and spend until the last time for all the hard times. When you go, then everything goes. From the crib to the ride and the clothes. So you better let him know that if he messed up, you gotta hit him up. key song from the final season of army wives again when we cover cover the final season of army wives it's over for you bitches apparently (laughs) (laughs) i will say we are definitely the vampire diaries podcast that talks the most about the final season of army wives which is crazy because I feel yeah. like it's integral to the the very fabric of the Vampire Diaries season three and season four to explain certain things. So, look, uh, we're giving you context. You know, Paul had like a recurring role on Army Wives pre final season, but like he he did. Was he Army? I think he was Army. Yeah. Ah, uh, these are my awards, Mother. <laughs> From Army, um, you guys. Boy, have we got a couple eps for you. Uh, <laughs> this week, we will be covering episodes 17 and 18 of season three of That's The right. Vampire Diaries, entitled Break On Through and The Murder of One. In break da, 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 da. Break on through to the other side. <laughs> break on through to the other side. Hell yes. Break on through. I'm doing more soon. <laughs> In 
break on through, Damon is surprised to learn why Sage has returned and pleased when she devises an unusual method to help him figure out what Rebecca is up to. It's called a threesome, baby. <laughs> it's called the thruple of my dreams. <laughs> it's called sex. The old S-E double hockey sticks. <laughs> and of course, we all handle this... Very neutrally. <laughs> Extremely mature. It's our journalistic duty just to tell you the things that happened and, you know, you can make your own judgments because we certainly aren't horny <laughs> maniacs. Uh, in The Murder of One, Stefan's emotional turmoil leads him to a dangerous confrontation with Klaus and later to a heartbreaking moment with Elena. Okay. I can't remember. Wow. <laughs> specific <laughs> sounds like we're really in for it huh yeah. <laughs> we're just like thinking about sage though we're thinking about sage we're thinking about rebecca and the trees oh rebecca and the trees man my otp for sure <laughs> i do think at break on through we do make another uh play something from the public domain joke because of the piano situation <laughs> I have to tell you guys all, like, speaking of play something from the public domain, I was watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and there is a dinner party where one of the husbands is, like, a musician, and they all get around the piano, and they're like, we're going to play something. And you watch a montage of them singing public domain songs such as <laughs> Amazing Grace, and you see all the housewives do a conga line to when the saints go marching in. <laughs> And I was laughing so hard. I was crying at watching all of these women, like, get excited about hearing when the saints go marching in. It was great. <laughs> when the saints go marching in. It was perfect. <laughs> exactly what you, I was like, what? This is not a conga line song. It is possible that Children's Hospital did get the bit from Real Housewives. Oh, that makes me very happy. <laughs> it's like very possible they did that bit because of Real Housewives. God, again, as if Children's Hospital couldn't grow in my esteem anymore. Here we are. You know what can't grow in my esteem? What? Anytime someone says that they have an issue with us, giggling. You know what? It's called laughter. Giggling is infantilizing us. It is misogynistic. You're not saying men are giggling. And to all the men who, when I tweeted about that, said, well, I giggle. Yeah, but no one ever like cr like criticized you in a professional forum for giggling, basically. No yeah. one's criticizing Ron Swanson for giggling. And nor should they, because he's got a cute little giggle. If you guys want to pay me to not giggle, do it. But if you will not pay me to not giggle, I do just want to say this. I was listening to our podcast, a podcast I'm on, and laughing at all of the jokes because I think we're very funny. And I said to friend of the show, Michael Chasen, look, I know people get mad when we laugh sometimes, but... Jill and Latoya are so funny. I can't not laugh at them. They're so funny. You'd laugh too if you were on a show with them. They say funny stuff. Like, you know, and Michael, of course, is on the show and does laugh when you guys say funny stuff. So I was speaking more to a proverbial you. But um, I do feel pretty strongly about this. And uh, let us laugh. I'm sorry I, you don't like laughter. <laughs> I... I will, like, I'm going to just quote it without obviously saying who said it, because, like, I'm not trying to 
call out a specific person, you know. It's it's like it says every other sentence seems to end with a giggle or sounds like it's spoken while holding off laughter, even if it doesn't contain an attempt at humor. I'm not sure if there are inside jokes the listener isn't getting since the hosts are friends or if it's nervous laughter, but it can get really distracting. I don't think we're nervous at this point, honestly. Because we're literally just well, Jill, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I would say I'm no more nervous than I am in every other situation. <laughs> so I think we do do have a lot of inside jokes though most of the like morgan most of the things we say are references with like no context for anyone to know what the reference is yeah it's like if you don't listen to comedy bang bang you're you're missing out on like a show within the show that we're accidentally doing and and mostly just stealing from repeatedly (laughs) oh yeah Oh, yes. And are you talking you two to me? Basically, we've stolen from that tremendously. I I steal from are you talking you two to me uh, all the time. And I have no regrets because it's a great show. You steal from the best. You know what? I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts because they're good podcasts. And I don't listen to boring podcasts because I'm not lame. (laughs) Uh, So... I hear a lot of comedians and, you know, they're having a lot of laughter, which, you know, if they were women, it'd be considered giggling. But because they're men, it's not. So just something to think about. Um, it's also TV to talk about, as the CW would say. And and we're going to dare to defy um, these, these critics. But also, uh, all of that said, we love you and thank you for listening to us. And um, I don't know, we, we do want the show to be good for you. So I don't know. Don't be mad at us. Don't be mad. Let us have fun with our friends. Nothing's good right now. As the poet Bobby Brown would say, don't be cruel, because I would never be that cruel to you. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, don't be cruel. Thank you. Couldn't have said it better myself. (laughs) Um, Moving on to other business, uh, as it is uh, a new year, we are embarking on an exciting new adventure, which is having a Patreon. It's actually happening. We're not lying. (laughs) We are not. um, As I'm assuming most, if not all of you know, this month... not only has the Empire Diaries Patreon showing up, but it has the return of the CW's Legacies. Return um, of Legacies. Woo. Once again. Return of Legacies. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hell yes. Um, I am so excited, like beyond all belief. Sometimes I'll be doing something normal in my day and then it'll just hit me we're about to get new legacies episodes and I get so goddamn excited. <laughs> I can't believe I don't like break plates around our house all the time. Like reflexively, like I'm like a Kristen Wiig character. <laughs> I was going to say like, I'm like newly adjusting to having superpowers, but yeah, it, I'm you're, you're also so cheetah. excited. I'm also cheetah. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder and, Woman 1984, a movie that Morgan and I think is fun. It's a wacky little movie. <laughs> I have notes, but what fun. Um, but yeah, Legacies is coming back and we are going to be covering it over on our Patreon. Uh, LaToya and I and uh, Michael probably are going to be doing little mini Legacies episodes um, as close to their release date as we can manage. And maybe we'll be bringing Jill on for some non-spoilery reaction <laughs> if we can figure out how to do it. Um, it should be really fun. 
I am so excited. I love this show and I can't wait to talk um, about it with you guys and to you guys. And um, we are just really excited to open our doors to you guys with this and to, you know, talk to you more and give you fun stuff. I'm excited for what I can know. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I was looking at uh, the synopsis that they sent in the screener email. I'm like, well, we can't show her the whole synopsis, but maybe it's a snippet. Yeah, we can give kind of like edited, vague synopses to you that you can give your feedback on. Perfect. Like redacted, just fucking black bars over everything. <laughs> um, if you have thoughts on how you, what you would like to hear from Jill in these legacies episodes, let us know. And also look out for us um, dropping Patreon information on our Twitter and our Instagram. And um, yeah, I think we will we'll have it out by the 21st of January, which is when Legacies is coming back. We'll also be dropping things like bonus clips and invitations to a private Facebook group where we can all talk to each other and lots of other fun stuff down the road. So um, come join. Say hi. Now that that's out of the way, let's talk <laughs> international fans, baby. Ooh. Hell yeah. So we learned, we like, in theory, we knew we had international fans, like two or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we learned more from an email from Alexi titled, Your UK Fans, Spoiler Free. Don't worry, Jill. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Hello, lovely ladies of the Empire Diaries. That's us. Aww. Hi. Thank you so much for the a double episode, which is, of course, is what we did uh, for our Chris McCall release. Mm-hmm. I hope you already know how much we love your podcast here in the UK. I found you through buffering and then realized I've been reading and agreeing with Latoya's Brooklyn Nine-Nine reviews for years. I'm a social worker and during this pandemic, uh, life has gotten way too real at times. Having your podcast has given me an escape from all of that and I couldn't be more grateful. Oh my gosh. You're doing such important work. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I I can't wait for you to get to the last few episodes of season three and for season four and that controversial plot line. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no idea. What? Damon buys a rowboat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's it. That's that's a kind of <laughs> On behalf of your UK ampies, I hope you know that you have three five-star reviews on UK iTunes. And from there, you know your girl had to explore all different forms of foreign iTunes. How do you get to UK iTunes? Well, first I was like, Great Britain iTunes, like do the Google and it got there because it's like a whole thing like podcast.apple.com slash GB. And that's how I figured out what other countries to look for because of the, the mm. country things. And I found three various countries for us to, to go through. Three countries? Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Which we have stars on of like other countries, but these are specifically the reviews. So yeah, people in Germany listen to us, by the way. That's not in the wow. reviews, but that is in the stars, so so we got Hi, Germany, Great Britain, Canada, Bay, Yay. and Australia, mate. Good day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's start with the UK, Great Britain, because obviously we were made aware of this first. Mm-hmm. This is from Unimpressed White Girl. <laughs> this is uh, Go Team Dummies. <laughs> Honestly, this podcast is so good. The three hosts have such amazing chemistry, and it's lovely to just hear people being amped for the vamps instead of ragging on the plot holes. I'm currently on my second listen of the pod. Wow. 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 And it seriously gets better every time. 
I love you guys even more than Jill loves Michael Gervino. Ooh, that's Big so statement. much. Wow, thank you. P.S. I can't wait for you to talk about a certain baddie who loves pork rinds. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> Your boy, Morgan. <laughs> Uh, Jill, once you get to Morgan's boy, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. My, like my boy corner will be wild, wilder than than Michael Jason could ever. I'll throw down that gauntlet. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> uh, this is from <laughs> Jeremy's 27th bad haircut. <laughs> the Brits, they are a funny. Uh, this is titled "Everything is heightened." All caps, frightened. Yes. Ampies. I discovered this pod during a summer of quiet train rides to work, and I've burned through apps like the Vampire Diaries burns through plot. I already listened to every episode twice on my commute. Oh, I love you, Brit. I love you, Brit. I love you so much. So sweet. So when my boyfriend asked me what we could listen to while playing video games, I immediately started my third run. Oh my gosh. Wow. He's never seen the show, but he cackles along with me and loves Boy Corner. Let Michael know, Morgan. Oh, I will. He'll be so happy to hear. His only point of reference is yelling Boone every time Damo is ref- mentioned, but it makes him feel included. Hell yes. Netflix UK has stripped us of the chance to binge, but I am not afraid. I've got all eight seasons on recall in my mind. Thank you for so many laughs, and as always, for the unrelentingly feral commentary. <laughs> oh, you are so welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Ah, the Brits. You're doing it great. Uh, take notes, America. My heart is so warm. Ah, so that's what the Brits had to say. Thank you. Thank you, Brits. Do we want to do Canada or Australia next? Uh, Canada next and Australia for last. How about that? Cool. Michaela.Victoria says, loving so far. Aww. Is that a threat? Who knows? <laughs> so far. I was thinking about rewatching TVD. This podcast is definitely pushing me to. Definitely the best podcast about TVD that I've heard so far. Can't wait to catch up wh- to where y'all are and re- finish the rewatch with your commentary. Aw. Aw, thank you. This is from <laughs> JB Teen Creep. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Cutting commentary. I love this podcast and it is it inspired a TVD rewatch for me. I have to say though, as a teen, I loved the scene with Cut by Plum. <laughs> I immediately <laughs> downloaded the song in which I had a hot vampire boyfriend too. Well, you know. Makes me question my taste. And it's a crying laughing emoji. <laughs> Loving Cut by Plum is great and it's nothing to be ashamed of. You should not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Uh, <sighs> makes me happy. This is from Elena Spinoodler. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> That's cute. That's fun. That's so rude. And other feels I didn't know I needed from a TBD recap podcast. <laughs> Was I in a dark place? Was my never-ending PhD dragging me down? Did I desperately need gleeful, irreverent, and yet painfully genuine and insightful commentary on my favorite vampire teen drama series? Did Latoya, Morgan, and Jill deliver this much-needed soul salve? They did indeed, and it was rude of them. <laughs> <laughs> How dare they fill my heart with the sound of friendship and the emotional roller coaster that is Jill riding the Trevino train? <laughs> All aboard, baby. <laughs> toot, toot. I'm always anxiously waiting for the next episode to drop as you gal pals make my week so much better. Stay golden and keep up the good chaotic bi-energy. 
Also, I think you could become rich by selling Moonstone Sophie. <laughs> Good idea. That's going on the Patreon, baby. Hell yeah, baby. The Moonstone tier. <laughs> oh, yeah, Moonstone tier is, is all soap. <laughs> ah, Canada. We love you. Thank you, Canada. Thank you. Now for the, the Aussies. I, I'm going to thank you by not doing my Australian accent. <laughs> You're going to do it, bitch. <laughs> This is from Bibba Martin, who says, I need more Empire Diaries. More! Aww. I was hooked after the first few minutes, and now I've burned through all the apps, and now I'm left wanting more. I'm Aussie, and I screamed at your H2O just out of water reference. Don't worry, there will be more! <laughs> <laughs> we will not stop talking about H2O just out of water. No, we will not. Should we do some Secret Circle on uh, the Patreon? That could be really fun. Yeah, I, I, would, be, I would be down to do Secret Circle. Let's just search for Phoebe a little bit more. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm down. Again, the one time I saw Phoebe Tonkin in person was a beautiful experience. She was so pretty. And I was like, I better not say anything in front of her and ran away. <laughs> Way to go, Morgan. I was like, don't ruin this. Um, so, back to our five-star <laughs> reviews from the rest of the world. Woo! We're worldwide. This is from... Kells Long, it says, I'm amped to the high heavens. I've recently been disappointed by my TV loves and wanted to revisit my simple love of VD. I am so happy I found this podcast and I'm eagerly awaiting more episodes. The running gags, the nicknames, the cup by plumb by Morgan. (laughs) This show is a godsend. I'm just waiting to see how Joe reacts to upcoming emo shenanigans. Rubs hands together like an evil villain slash hungry fly. (laughs) Thanks so much, guys. Oh, thank you. Hopefully, uh, my reactions don't disappoint. <laughs> they Joe, you can never disappoint. Everyone loves you. They love you more than us. We should just leave the podcast. That's not true. <laughs> no, Joe that power. is true. Jill fan club. Jill, I mean, I'm fighting everyone because I I believe that I am Jill's number one fan. But um, yes. <laughs> just wait till Jenny gets comes on the pod. She will just be praising you nonstop, Jill. Like she loves you so much. Jill stands rise. <laughs> she is like the like she's the number one Jill stand. I oh. I do believe that. Yeah. <laughs> Way to fight content. <laughs> wow. Jill does not believe. I. Jill's not believe a believer. Believe it or not, you guys, I don't talk much, so it's hard for me to imagine people like when I talk. It's crazy. Jill's looking in a mirror and running both her hands through her hair, and I'm hearing some voiceover saying, I'm not a believer. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we have any more Australia reviews? We have one more Australia review from TV's Girl, Woo! which is binge listen or else I will fight you, which is a good thing that you threatened to fight someone in this intro because hell yes. I, I feel like it's a, a bit that's been lost in the episodes, but you know, people love it when we threaten to fight them. I'll, I'll, well, let's keep doing it. <laughs> I think we got just so depressed in season four. We couldn't even be like, I'll fight you. It was just like, this is what, what it is. <laughs> I guess what happened. Yeah. Will we be ready to throw hands in season five? Hell yes. I feel like I'll be ready uh, definitely all of stuff I want to fight people about probably in season one of the originals. I'll be like wanting to fight Klaus all the time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was just a little bitch boy. But like, I'm like, during season one, are people going to be so upset with what we have to say that we're going to have to threaten to fight them is the thing. We'll see. I'll be ready. 
Ready, willing, and able. That's Morgan. Yeah. Let's see. This podcast is just the best. Firstly, I'm an expat living in China. Wow. 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 I'm a teacher and just started the school year. This podcast gets me through grading, my morning commute, and any spare minutes I have. Oh. oh. Wow. The hosts are hilarious and horny. My favorite characteristics of podcast hosts. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I love the funny and playful banter. I appreciate the in-depth analysis of the, of the problematic nature of the characters and the reoccurrence and mention of Bing. Everyone <laughs> should shut up and binge listen. Aww. Aww. So nice. <laughs> do we have the best fans in the world? I think it's possible. I think we do. And I thank you for all your hard yes. work as an educator. Yes. We love it. Mm-hmm. Children are our future. <laughs> I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Show them all the beauty they possess inside. Give them a sense of pride. <laughs> Stunning. I love it. Whitney who? <laughs> yeah, Whitney uh, whomst? <laughs> please don't fight me <laughs> yeah let's not fight um I, and again uh jill's work on the playlist is never done jesus it's i'm gonna try and drop it this is my goal i'm gonna try and drop it with our season four premiere so as season four progresses we can keep adding to it phenomenal <laughs> oh boy Get ready. Get ready. Lindsay Lohan stance. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, if you like uh, Lindsay Lohan's original music, prepare to enjoy season four of The Empire Diaries. Because <laughs> that's the only way it's going to happen. <laughs> um, do we have anything else or should we uh, allow them to listen to the episode? I don't know. <laughs> Just, just keep drawing it out. <laughs> I don't know. Are you guys ready for this? <laughs> I don't know if you are. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um. So without further ado, right? The Empire Diaries. Enjoy. That's our show. <laughs> Welcome to the Empire Diaries. You know the risk, but hey, we had to podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Latoya Ferguson. I'm Morgan Ludich. And I'm Jill Dayfield. And today, we are talking about uh, episodes 17 and 18 of season three of the Vampire Diaries. Uh, 17 is Break On Through, named after uh, a song by that terrible band, The Doors. And uh, episode 18 is The Murder of One, possibly named by another terrible Doors song. Who knows? Who can say? I, yeah, I, the murder of one just makes me think of crows. And yet, no crows in this episode. Not, Not a this single one. crow. But there could always be more crows, apparently. <laughs> Bunch of bullshit. <laughs> um, yeah, so, as usual, it's time to ask Jill, how did you feel about these episodes of television? Both of them are kind of blending as one episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think my main takeaway is something I said in the chat, and it's that Finn has great taste in women, <laughs> but Sage has horrible taste in men. Amen. <laughs> Very true. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess the murder of one was definitely more exciting than 
break on through. Um, and I miss Tyler. <laughs> but it provides the twist that means Tyler should probably come home soon to be safe. He probably should come home. Um, for me and for the plot. <laughs> for you, for the plot, for America. <laughs> <laughs> when we needed Tyler Lockwood most, he left. <laughs> USA. USA. <laughs> uh, yeah, so these episodes, um, things I remember vividly from watching them at the time. I remember uh, Rick getting like the, the brain scan, uh, which, of course, I had to crack jokes about during the chat. It's kind of like a Black Mirror situation. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it is. I'm just saying. I very much remembered uh, we're all going to kill some originals. I also remember yes. that uh, failing miserably. But, of course, Finn was the first one to get it because he's Finn and he sucks. Mm-hmm. Had to go. Yeah, the the twist of uh, killing an original kills their entire bloodline is a great one, which of course explains away so much plot stuff for why you got to keep people around on the show now, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Just in case. That's it's such a good twist. Yeah. Oh, and now they can't kill Klaus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, they kill Klaus for sure. At least your boy is gonna get it. I don't want that. No, <laughs> two faves in one. Yeah. <laughs> My exit from the show would be that moment. <laughs> oh, oh god! Oh god! Jolene's <laughs> like, I'm. If Tyler dies, I'm done. <laughs> Can you imagine? As the Ampies grow in power, it's like, oh, Tyler just died. I guess. Um, guess I'm out. Bye. <laughs> you gotta pack it up, you guys. You would turn your back on our Ampies. <laughs> Never. Never. <laughs> uh, Never turn your back on the Ampies. So you're already talking about these episodes and how much we love um, a girl who's not like the other girls. <laughs> yes, because she's a cool girl. <laughs> We're such trash. <laughs> do we have time for me to recite Amy Dunn's full speech from Gone Girl or do we not? Please do. See, now you brought it up. You got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know it. It is like a full like three pages. I was going to be really impressed if you had that memorized. I have it on a sticker. I was going to be really worried for Michael if you had that memorized. (laughs) A lot of people are really worried for Michael. And for them, I just say, if anything happens, be chill. (laughs) I mean, I feel like I don't we don't know at this point how the Ampies feel about Michael. So maybe they hate him for not being horny enough. I know, because he is not horny enough. That is for dang sure. Whenever he talks about being like, whenever we ask him if he's horny on the show, he gets so professorial. (laughs) He's like, well, of course, on one hand, you have Rebecca. And I mean, obviously, she's she's an attractive uh, woman. Um, And then, you know, on the other hand, Selena, who similarly attractive. (laughs) Is he scared to get horny? I think he's like worried he'll be gross or he's just like, okay. he, he also is just like, they're teens. And I'm like, yeah, hot teens. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, before we do get into these episodes, Morgan, you didn't say uh, what you remember from these episodes back in the day. Um, Damon's uh, gets sexy tortured by Rebecca. So I remember that. I remember that vividly. And I remember, I think it was in the promos for the episode, because it probably was. So I probably had like a whole week to get amped. (laughs) And I 
bet I used it well because holy shit, they are hot as hell. And I remember very vividly from my most recent rewatch of the show, the end of our second episode is uh, one, Michael Chasen's arguably his favorite scene in the show. Just because of how um, the the perfect, like, Julie Plec dialogue of the, like, you're telling me, and then, like, giving a full rundown of the situation with multiple beat changes, and then Alaric just saying, that's exactly what I'm telling you, <laughs> uh, I think almost killed him. And me, to be fair. It's fucking great. A scene like that happens in season four, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But this one's good. Now I can see Jill's face every time I bring up something I hate. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. I'm bad at podcasts because I have a lot of facial reactions. My voice doesn't portray that. Here, without spoiling what happens in the scene, I'll tell you it's a Stephanie and Caroline scene. Mm -hmm. And then you don't know where that's going to go. Now do you? No, you don't. Mm -mm. You have no idea where it's going to go. If you don't like it, it does not mean they're falling in love. Obviously. <laughs> you, you know. You know me. It's correct, yeah. <laughs> Look, we have to live in the now. And the now has sexy torture and boys using circle saws. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, should we get into uh, Break On Through? I think we should. We should break on through. To break on through. Let's break on through. So we open in Mystic Falls uh, Hospital Alaric is getting an MRI and uh, Meredith's like, so hopefully this is a medical problem and not a spooky supernatural one because a medical problem I could fix. Again, I am doubtful about this. She doesn't seem like a very good doctor. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. Right? Elena's like, so why Alaric? Why do you think he did this? And she's like, well, he told me about his ring and I remembered this story my grandma told me about Samantha Gilbert. And also, fells are always all up in everybody else's business. <laughs> That's why we're so good at the news. <laughs> you were so happy about that, Morgan. I was so <laughs> stoked. I was like, this fucking bitch bringing up why they're good at the news. <laughs> but then she's like, but mostly, I like him. Oh, brother. Yeah, I, I put in the chat the amount of emotional weight Meredith has taken on for this man. She barely knows. Couldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has gone like... Fallen very hard, very fast, it would appear. They had like a beer once and... Sometimes that's all it takes. Okay, Jill. Okay. Not for me. I have fallen hard for bland white men, like more than off less, you know? Oh yeah, that's why I'm forgiving Sage for liking Finn. (laughs) I mean, I'll forgive Sage for anything. That's fair. As as we will see as we move forward in the episode. Let's talk about Alaric's broken brain. Okay. Meanwhile, inside the MRI, Rick is looking at like a mirror that's inside the MRI. Is that a thing? It's a black mirror thing. Like I said. Is it? Is there an episode of Black Mirror with a mirror inside an MRI? There should be. This is it. This is it. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, So he like looks at his reflection and his reflection's like looking back at him and he's like, what's up? And he's glaring, and then suddenly Alaric himself looks evil, and you're like, what the fuck's the deal? And Alaric said nothing about that to anyone. No, which I wonder, like, is his mind trying to protect itself and, like, hide when he loses time and it's hard for him to parse, but whatever. So then Alaric and Elena have this scene in a hospital room, 
But Rick's like, I didn't do this unless I did. <laughs> and he's like, because I could have just like gone crazy like your ancestor who wore the ring. And Elena says, look, I'm going to call Bonnie. The rings were made by Bennett, which is... So maybe she can help reverse the damage. Uh, He tries to give the ring back to Elena and Elena does take it. And then Damon comes to uh, help them ditch this house of horrors. Then outside the hospital, we have a Elena and Damon scene and they are fighting over Stefan and like whether and Damon makes a point that you agreed with LaToya that Stefan needs to learn about moderation. He does. He needs to learn control because he, he all he does is just avoid, avoid, avoid. And that's not the way. Yeah. Being all or nothing with blood when you're a vampire who's like actively constantly getting into scrapes. Not good. <laughs> But then I think Elena also makes a very good point, which is that Damon is not the right teacher for Stefan. Yeah. And then kind of like solving the cold case, Damon's like, I guess I'll just not focus on this at all. (laughs) He's like, it worked great last time. (laughs) He's like, okay, so I'll just not help Stefan and then that will solve it. So (laughs) he immediately moves on to Sage. So then we go over to Abby's house, which I forgot existed for a second. And I was like, does Bonnie have a house? She does not. And we have this uh, Caroline and Bonnie scene. She's bringing blood. She makes a great B positive joke. (laughs) I love her. (laughs) Bonnie uh, cannot appreciate that joke, understandably, because she is very sad and she's looking at her mom and she's like, I made her a daylight ring. She's been standing outside all morning. Like, this isn't going well. And Caroline's like, well, it's only been a couple of days. So, you know, maybe it'll get better. Um, So she invites Abby to have something to drink. And Abby is very upset because she can't feel her garden anymore, like magically, Mm -hmm. which is sad. I don't know if she should have been able to feel it at all in the first place with all her magic just going. I know she loved her herbs, as we discussed before, but like with all of her magic gone and she's like, she was very steadfast about how like it's just very much gone. I don't think she should have had like even the Earth Connection to begin with. Did she say, am I making this up, that she was like, I don't really have magic, but like the Earth provides She didn't say herbs. that. Yeah, like, she's like mentioned her connection to herbs. She, yeah, she loves herbs and that's the whole thing. And then mm-hmm. they, they pass it on to Bonnie and they just talk about Bonnie and her goddamn herbs for the next two episodes. <laughs> um, but like the Earth provides isn't the same thing as saying I have a connection to the Earth still. Fair enough. They seem to like be pretty clear that, you know, she's kind of completely cut off with that repression. Yeah. Yeah. So she is bummed about that. And Bonnie kind of like makes her big statement, which kind of like sets up her story for the episode, which is that she doesn't know how to help her mom and she wants to, which I like as a story. I, I, as an idea, I feel like they kind of are missing a beat of it. But um, Jill, how did you feel about this uh, story for Bonnie? I am so sorry. I don't care about Bonnie's mom. <laughs> so Why? She's it. such a dynamic character. <laughs> Choose your fighter, uh, Bonnie's mom or Caroline's dad. <laughs> I feel like fight-wise, Caroline's dad would win. <laughs> but they both suck. Yeah, he'd be punching a woman, apparently. <laughs> a vampire woman, and he fights vampires. There so you go. <laughs> With his brain. <laughs> He's got such a strong brain. Fucking stupid story. (laughs) (laughs) So then we move on to Wickery Bridge. Damon and Alaric roll up. For some reason, I'm very confused why they're there. I mean, they've been talking about this like Wickery Bridge restoration and Damon always brings Alaric to these Founders Council things, even though Alaric wants no 
part of it. Also, Alark did join the Founders Council, so now, like, he has to go to these things. Fair enough. Uh, so they're looking at Rebecca. They're like, she's snooping around. Asking about trees. Don't know what the deal is. Yeah, she's asking questions about trees, and we don't like that. You would seriously think that Dana would have thought to look at the fucking tree books before? Nope. <laughs> oh, God. I laughed so hard when he started talking about milling. <laughs> All the milling records. <laughs> Damon never learned about milling. Even if the Salvatores at the time were doing milling, he never did any of that. Like, what What the fuck does he know about this? <laughs> the trees. The tree plot continues. I'm as happy as a clam. Must be the season of the trees. <laughs> so Carol approaches. She's in a hard hat in this scene at some point. It's very cute. I liked it a lot. She's in a very bright orange hard hat, and I thought it was adorable. Uh, and she's like, hey, Alaric, glad to see you. Did you bring the sign, the Wickery Bridge sign that you promised you'd have? And he's like, uh, I've actually been having blackouts and might be a serial killer, <laughs> so no. <laughs> Carol, why do you depend on any of these people? They're useless. She's like, the history department's supposed to do that. And I'm like, the history department of what? The <laughs> high school? Why would you ask a high school history department to make a wooden sign? <laughs> what the fuck, Carol? Go to a, a cobbler for that. Or what? A, who works a with cobbler? wood? A craftsman? <laughs> a woodworker? A cobbler's your answer for everything, so finally, finally it didn't work out. Look, okay, cobblers can't do this. Whatever. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Okay, okay, so Alaric fucked up on the sign, and he is like, I would like to leave. And Meredith's like, cool, I'll take you. But Damon decides to stick around, because who is actually at this bridge ceremony but Sage? Sage. Sage, baby. Looking good. <laughs> good. She's like, oh, Damon, my favorite, my favorite student. And Damon's like, Sage, my hottest teacher. <laughs> what are you doing here? Oh, I'm so happy. She says she's just passing through. And Damon makes an incredibly good point, which is nobody just passes through Mystic Falls. Why not? I mean, I feel like Sage is an interesting character. So obviously, uh, going back to season two, you have uh, Lauren Cohen, uh, my other wife, uh, as Rose. Uh, and we appreciate her. Rose, like, Rose is like a fully fleshed out character and like yeah. person and everything. And Sage is a cool girl. Um, she's honestly kind of problematic and reductive, but I love everything about her and she's so hot and mm -hmm. I just I become a horny dummy when she is on screen. <laughs> Same. We'll get into it when she says stuff that kind of sucks, but whenever she says it, I'm usually like, <laughs> the whole time she's talking so nothing we love more than a problematic woman <laughs> <laughs> very true so rebecca shows up and interrupts their conversation to drag to drag sage which is very fun she's really mean and damon's like you gotta be easy on her she beats men for sport and rebecca's like yeah she always was common fuck <laughs> i I mean, the only thing this episode's missing is, like, Rebecca and Sage fucking it out, honestly. For real. Like, why did they just, like, do a threesome? They had the opportunity. I It, it ser seriously seems like, at this point, it's not that it was a commoner thing. Because I honestly, it's only 900 years ago, I don't think that the Michaelsons were thinking of in those terms, really. Mm -hmm. I think, honestly, she was just jealous because Sage chose Finn, of all people. It's fair. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Maybe he was really cool back in the day. The long hair. <laughs> he, he had the long hair. He never spoke. 
Yeah, that's ideal. <laughs> if Sage had started to like talk to him over the course of this episode, and this was the most they'd ever talked, and she was just slowly being like, um, you know, <laughs> actually, um, I kind of I have a thing <laughs> that I gotta go do. <laughs> <laughs> so good seeing you again, though. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> Gotta catch up again so soon, but <laughs> see that's the move. That's the move. It was the smart move, but it is not the move Sage makes, which is unfortunate. Uh, so she's like, "Yeah, I'm here for Finn," and Rebecca's like, "Well, he's fucking gone, and he probably forgot all about you." But uh, she doubts it. I mean, it seems to be the case, though. Yeah, Mister, I want to die so badly. Uh, he seemed to forget about his true love. Didn't finger. <laughs> Could have banged her. Maybe no one's told him about Bing yet. He goes to Bing, he just types in Sage. <laughs> Sage fights man. Oh my god. I would love a full, like, what we do in the shadows scene with, like, Rebecca and Cole and Finn <laughs> typing things into the computer. <laughs> that would make me so happy. Why didn't they do it? Yeah, you guys are gonna, like, promote Bing all the fucking time. Let the Michaelsons Bing shit. <laughs> Let them bing. Let them Let bing. Them bing. <laughs> oh my god. Fight man, redhead. Yes, yes, Sage plus fighty <laughs> plus pretty. Uh, so then we have a Stefan and Elena scene. Uh, Elena walks into to the Salvatores, and Stefan is like clutching some blood and looking at it angstily. Uh, Elena's wearing a blazer in this scene. <laughs> You were uh, focused on that blazer, which you continue to wear throughout the episode. I was like, Elena doesn't wear blazers. Maybe she was planning to go to the Wickery Bridge thing, and obviously she got waylaid, so mm-hmm. that's what the blazer was for. Fair enough. So she's there to pick up a book on Smith Salvatore, and Stefan's like, I can just tell you what happened. She gave herself a lobotomy <laughs> with a knitting needle. So if uh, Rick's going through the same thing, probably not a good sign. <laughs> And Elena's like, cool, thanks, and leaves. Good seeing you again. (laughs) Yeah, this is always a pleasure. (laughs) We'll catch up. (laughs) Yeah, girls should be ghosting all of these men (laughs) in this episode. Like, Meredith Fowler, the first scene she'd have been her, so, like, peacing out. (laughs) Truly, she should have been, like, so about those, like, restraining orders. (laughs) See you later. Those restraining orders we still do not address. Don't talk about them. We don't talk about them. Plural. Plural. Was Isabel like just doing a little prank? I mean, that makes sense for vampire Isabel, but like the Isabel that we were introduced to in flashbacks, I don't think that's like, uh, I'm going to just do a joke (laughs) restraining order twice on you. She just liked to listen to Florence and the Machine and hang out in the one room in her apartment. (laughs) (laughs) The one room in her strangely, like, violet apartment. It doesn't seem like a studio. It just seems like she's only ever in one room. Yes. Uh, I miss that, Isabel. The one room, Isabel. Yeah. She really had it going. She's like, I only have one room, so I have to have Dave and turn me there. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so happy. Miss her. Miss her. Miss her every dang day. <laughs> but how can you miss her when she's right here? Hey, guys. <laughs> Jill, LaToya, it's me, Isabel. <laughs> oh. Guys, that wasn't her. It was me, Morgan. <laughs> I'm 
I feel like this joke would have worked better in an audio medium, but we are on Zoom, so you can visibly see that it's me the whole time. <laughs> so it doesn't quite work as well, but... You should have turned off your camera just for the <laughs> I should have turned off my camera and changed my picture to... The background, yeah. One of me, a Kirshner. Oh, God, next time. Well, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> that locked and loaded. It's all the visual bits we're gonna do, and people are listening like I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, then I'll post those videos because Zoom records a video. You can't post these videos now because again, I'm just wearing a flimsy tank top, no bra. Maybe for our OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> we should just pivot to OnlyFans. Uh, Trevino, come on, our OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> Good God. <laughs> we somehow have gotten hornier than we did last episode. That's what Zoom does. Because I've been missing Tyler. <laughs> I mean, I'm missing him too, honestly. Yeah, he's a good kid. He gives like the show some foreign momentum, at least. And it kind of needs that. <laughs> as much as I love the trees, we've been fucking talking about trees for episodes. So let's talk about trees more. Trees, man. Over uh, in the woods, uh, Damon and Sage are walking around and Damon's like, so Finn? <laughs> and Sage is like, yep, yep, it's Finn. Uh, he's my one true love. He turned me so we could be together forever. And then Klaus daggered him and locked him away. And I've been waiting for him ever since. That's so fucking long. Girl, like, you, there's no way there's, you have not met a better man than Finn <laughs> in 900 years. I mean... I can find you, Tem. Where is the big wolf very... on campus? <laughs> oh, yeah. They should have gotten together. That would have been nice. <laughs> so Sage is like, don't tell me you're friends with Rebecca. And Damon's like, no, we just fucked. Ew. <laughs> and she's like, good. Because uh, she and Klaus always treated me like a peasant whore. Which I get, you know, that's not nice. It's not. Again, I still think that uh, Rebecca just wanted, wanted her for herself. And unfortunately, Sage chose... God, again, how are none of the originals gay? Why do we not even know why Klaus daggered him? Obviously, Klaus, you know, daggers his family and is a dick, but like, he usually has his reason, no matter how insane it is. It would just be like, you're too boring to even keep her. It seems to be that. I feel like this story would have gotten more juice if they were like, yeah, he daggered Finn to keep us away from each other. Like, he was going to kill me, but then I ran or whatever. Like, would have given this a little bit of juice yeah but uh then it would have meant that finn would like care about something other than die <laughs> it could have been it could have been that it could have been like finn trying to like actually rebel against klaus and that he cared about anything at all yeah we had any personality whatsoever but he doesn't i literally <laughs> had to look up the actor again and be like was he like a model or something i i just don't get it <laughs> Uh, Literally yeah. in the next episode with like the, the insanely ADR um, scene, I'm just like, <laughs> was he a model? <laughs> yeah, he has that energy. <laughs> he does. He does have. He does have a model to actor energy. But anyway, so Sage is like, why didn't you just get inside Rebecca's head to figure out whatever she it is she wants? And Damon's like, well, she's too strong. And Sage is like, meh, not for me. And Damon's like, okay, well, she's an original, so you're never going to get inside her head. And Sage is like, have you forgotten everything I taught you? Rebecca may be an original, but she's a girl. <laughs> you find her weakness and exploit it, and I'll walk right in. Again, uh, she's like, fuck women in more ways than one, and we love it. <laughs> no problems at all. <laughs> if she fucked women, then maybe <laughs> I would be more okay right? with it. It should have been Sage and Rebecca fucking after that oh, dance party. Uh, 
Or they just all three should have fucked. Like, just do that. Ugh, furious. So then uh, Damon uh, works his charm on Rebecca, and it works almost immediately. But to be fair, he's really hot. (laughs) I understand this one. I understand wanting this guy. Yeah, he's really handsome. (laughs) Rebecca's like, I don't know, you were mean to me. And Damon's like, you like mean. And I was like, this is rude. (laughs) This is a call out. And he's like, come on, you're telling me you didn't get like any enjoyment from being a total asshole to Sage back there? (laughs) Rebecca's like, well, I'm like, maybe a little. (laughs) So flirt, flirt, flirt. She's like, come on over to my house. Like, two's a company, but three's a party. And she's like, no, absolutely not. And he's like, cool, I definitely won't see you there. (laughs) Do it. Jill, how do you feel about uh, Rebecca and Damo? Are you a fan? Yeah, um, they're really hot. Uh, And I like that she is, I was going to say better than him. And I think I'm going to keep that. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) She's better than him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like Alina's when she's like calling Sage trash, but she is better than Damo, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's fun. I like them a lot. But I'm going to echo what you said. Uh, it should have been Sage and Rebecca, and it should have been a threesome. <laughs> like, I'm assuming Gossip Girl already changed the world via the Hillary <laughs> Duff threesome. So, like, come on. Give the precedent what we want. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this would have definitely been hotter than that threesome which is not hot what (laughs) how the dan vanessa hillary duff threesome how could anything be more sexy than that michael in here to be horny about that (laughs) then dan dancing down the street like he's in fucking spider-man 3 because he had a threesome which is possibly the funniest scene in the show uh anyway we go back to abby's and we have a caroline and jamie scene and um he is scared of her because she's a vampire and she's like i'm just trying to help all abby needs is to feel connected to the people that she loves like she needs to feel normal jamie is upset because none of this is normal and caroline's like well she didn't choose this it was forced on her and she could have let herself die but she didn't so like she wants to be here for you and bonnie so you know Mm -hmm. why not Help her out. <laughs> she wants to be here for her children who are not related. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's okay for them to fuck. It is, because he is looking good. Yes. Dang, he is. <laughs> yeah, we were all appreciating this scene. <laughs> <laughs> Great looking scene. <laughs> so uh, Caroline gets a phone call from Elena, and uh, Elena is like, hey, so I know that uh, Bonnie and I are doing radio silence uh, because of uh, the many awful things that have happened. But I need her help. Mm-hmm. Also, dun, dun, dun. I didn't remember a bunch of like Caroline and Jamie scenes. And then we got them in this episode. And I'm like, I love this. Yeah, it's nice. Look, give me give me Caroline and Jamie. So- sorry, Tyler, but you're you're gone for now. For now. Jill has a murder eyes whenever we talk about Tyler. See, this is why Zoom is a bad idea. <laughs> the best idea. Out of sight, out of mind, Tyler. Uh, give me a little uh, Caroline Jamie, and then uh, we can get some uh, Bonnie Klaus. I'm just saying. Look, if if it meant we got Bonnie Klaus, then yes. Yeah. I just am like, don't take anyone away from yeah. Bonnie. Like, that's my... Yeah, that's we mentioned it, like, we mentioned it before, but, like, the next episode, I'm like, oh, so, like, this could have been the, like, the intro point for Bonnie Klaus. Like, you don't do Klaus Caroline at all, and then you have this, 
to intro like Bonnie Klaus, and it, like that makes sense. It's like what we're missing for like Klaus and Caroline is like really an intro. It just kind of mm. leaps to it. So yeah, they're really odd in those scenes, and we will talk about them. Yeah, we will. Because dang, and also. Like I said, Joseph Morgan would like I guess just watch cat scenes. So I guess that's the only like the only way he was able to meet his his now wife Persia because like they had no scenes together. Aww. Neat. That's nice that they're together. Love makes me happy. People in love. Love's nice. <laughs> I'm pro. <laughs> I'm on the fence. Uh, um, I don't like it actually. So. <laughs> <laughs> after we after I talk some shit about Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we move on to the uh, Gilbert house and we have an Alaric and Meredith scene and he kind of explains some of his checkered past. Like I can understand uh, the fighting stuff like all these fights before 21 like you don't know where he grew up or what was happening and he has like reasonable explanations for all of them and we don't talk about the restraining orders at all. Yeah, like, he seems to have, like, a white knight complex, like a superhero thing. He's always like, this guy hit his girlfriend. This guy broke a beer over a bartender's head. This guy was a douche. (laughs) Which is cute from someone who does not have two restraining orders against him. It could have been possibly, like, like, the one abusing his girlfriend was, like, maybe Isabel was his girlfriend. And, like, Alara was trying to, like, step in and fix this. And she's like, I don't need your help. That could have been what it is. Just say that's what it is. Just say it. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was just just an unwise decision over there. I don't think that they say anything in the future about it because this was like the scene, right? This was it. Yeah, because he he like he mentions it in this scene. He's like, ah, oh, this is it. My life in police reports, uh, restraining orders, and all. And I'm like, hey, what if you explain that? But he doesn't. Again, because the restraining orders weren't for like these randos. They were by Isabel. <laughs> That's the thing. I guess they're just like, well, she ultimately changed her mind about him, so it doesn't matter. I bet I assuming is the show's logic, which I guess like, okay, like I have to trust that this woman had her agency the whole time and wasn't like pressured in any kind of a way. But like, yeah, it doesn't feel good. It feels like a, a bad decision. So then uh, they talk about um, he admits that he killed Logan. <laughs> And Meredith's like, yeah, okay, whatever. I mean, she she's pretty reasonable about it without saying, oh, well, my cousin fucking sucked. She she is pretty, like, understanding and, like, reasonable about it. Yeah, she's like, the vampire stuff is not my fight. I just use their blood and, like, leave judging to other people. Uh, and she's like, but why did you never kill Damon? And he's like, oh, I tried once. He killed me. Ah, <laughs> uh, Friendship. friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's so cute. And then, but then I think the thing that they center on for Rick, he's like, the thing that started all this ring stuff was me being angry enough to think I could take on a vampire in the first place. So like, it would be interesting to do a story about someone like admitting that they have issues with anger and that like what they do on the show that we often view through like a cool badass lens is a coping mechanism for behavior that in other like situations could be really dangerous and bad. Mm-hmm. But that's not what this is. <laughs> um, so what are you going to do? We don't have time. We're running just as fast as we can. Uh, my next scene is, says Steve Slurpin. So. Uh, yes, I my, my note is classic Steve Slurps at the fridge. <laughs> you know when he's at the fridge, you know what kind of Slurpin that is. Oh, yeah. He's just like bag after bag on the floor. And Damon's like, yo, chill the fuck out. (laughs) 
And Stefan's like, fuck you. <laughs> He's like, what'd you say to Elena this morning? And Damon's like, I don't want to talk to you when you're stress eating. <laughs> and you and Elena deserve each other with all your pining and moping. And I'm like, okay, yeah, Damon, say <laughs> that to Elena. God, what a little emo bitch. Yeah. I haven't said that in a while, so I'm just going to say it. <laughs> we gotta. So, like, Damon's like, you need to get over this and figure it out. Like, stop being ashamed of who you are and figure out your stuff with blood. And uh, please don't interrupt the cool threesome party I have going on upstairs, <laughs> which he refers to as a Sage Rebecca sex sandwich. I Wow, I missed that. Yep. That's what I, I was doing. Well. I, I missed that. Are you sure that's there? Oh, I am 100% positive because I screamed about it <laughs> and it says it in the transcript. And I was like, okay. I, you might wow. have been cackling loudly at something else. Probably. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why is it a threesome? I don't know. Especially like, that is unfair. That was, was the not plan. a threesome. <laughs> that was the plan. Rebecca was just like not down to like, like he, I, I wonder if there's just like a certain point where Damon's like, ah, she's not going to go for it. It's just going to be me and her. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, I, I'm just going to watch anyway, so... <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, a scene, a scene. A scene. Uh, so let me go back to Abby's uh, and we have a Bonnie and Jamie scene where we again establish that they're not related. <laughs> I mean, I get it, but also like they're related. Like they're raised. Well, I mean, they're not though. Like, I mean, like it's not even like Bonnie was raised by true. Abby. So it like, you know, that you can't even say they were raised by the same person. Exactly. It's just one of those things where like, you can't uh, give uh, Bonnie better options. I mean, we love TV's Robert Richard and he's very we attractive. Do. Yes. But like <laughs> that this has to be specifically the entryway for that character. Yeah, it's like, can't we get her a love interest that does not, like, either, that does not share blood with Elena and does not, like, share a mom with her? Cat whatever. Cat is so hot. Give her someone so hot. It's the truth. There was BJ Britt for one episode at the beginning of season two, and then Caroline chomped on him. Oh, uh, God. Also so handsome. Yeah. <laughs> so fucking hot. Good God. So they're like, I love how we're not related. <laughs> and then he's like, actually, Caroline and I had a little talk, which Bonnie teases him as sounds like code for Caroline lectured you. And I'm like, he's very lucky. Caroline gave a speech. <laughs> what I would give to be on the receiving end of a Caroline speech. Um, I don't know if you're, uh, you know, not boring enough for that. You're pretty boring. Right? I'm making a big old frown face right now. <laughs> For the listener. All you ampies, uh, I'm sorry, but I have to reveal that Morgan's boring. I am really boring and I'm nice, so I don't think Caroline would be mad at me ever. <laughs> you would just be one of like the random Mystic Ball Hive kids who was just like, I, I, these weird kids, but you would like want to be part of their world. You end up getting chopped, Morgan. Truly me in a group project with Matt Donovan being like, so like, how are all your friends? <laughs> and being like, I don't want to talk to you. Oh no. You're the, you're the not now data. The new not now data. Oh, no. uh, not now wait. Look, maybe Caroline would uh paralyze, would break my back on a dance floor. <laughs> Which uh what a way to go. Uh let's see. So that makes Michael Chad. <laughs> oh, we do have Chad and Dana energy. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Saltzman, it's Michael. <laughs> Uh, oh my god. So um, Jamie's like, you know what? Abby's always been there for me. I'm gonna try to be there for her. 
And uh, I, I thought I could build could build a fire and I'm going to be good. And then Abby uh, in the other room sees him come in. She's so happy. Uh, they hug. And then she smells his blood and gives him a little chomp. She does. She does the chomp. Yeah. So Bonnie has to get her off him. So, yeah, he's back to being uh, so scared of vampires and his PTSD remains. <laughs> Poor kid. Very fair. Yeah. So then over at the Salvatore house, uh, <laughs> Damon and Sage have gotten a man to play piano for ambiance. To play 1912 bops. I love that Chase is like, remember this one? <laughs> as we were joking about how like the music of 1912 is not as fire as like the jazz of the 20s, this is what we get. <laughs> it's not even as poppy as the entertainer. Uh, so Damon's like, well, where's Rebecca? And Sage is like, patience, she'll come. Between her craving for affection and her pathological fear of being left alone, our little get-together is too tempting to resist. Jesus, Sage! God, <laughs> is Sage a pickup artist? She might, the Sage is mystery. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. So Damon kind of makes this argument that I think is like, is nice, where she's like, he's like kind of, the way I see it, like, Finn's your Catherine. Don't be a dope and, like, wait around for someone who you actually are insignificant to. And Sage is, like, not interested in listening to that point. And I guess he's wrong, too, supposedly. Somehow they, he ends up being wrong, despite everything leading up to this, suggesting he's right. I don't but we don't ever, actually like, ever get it proven. Like, he probably wants to die more than he wants to be <laughs> with Sage. He's pretty grossed out when he finds out that she, like, turned someone. Yeah. And that she's she's ever been with anyone else, basically. Probably that she wore pants. He's probably upset about that. Guarantee you, he is. Jesus, I just imagine him like being like Sage. Death rocks. You really want to be dead. <laughs> Mother will kill us. Oh my god. Yeah, maybe she can kill you too. Like at the same time. <laughs> Esther meets Sage, and Esther's like sister. <laughs> uh, I can't wait to. I hear I'm murdering you along with my son. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Rebecca shows up, uh, she has wine that she stole from Nick, who stole it from McQueen. <laughs> and she's like, what happened to the party? And Sage is like, it just arrived. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> we then cut to my weakness, uh, Damon and Sage dancing together. Yeah. They are 90s style bronze dancing together. Yes, they are. How can I live? And, and just like Faith and Buffy, they should fuck. 90s bronze dancing. In some ways, to some people, not a very sexual act. To me, the most <laughs> intimate you can get with a person. <laughs> Does Michael know this? No. <laughs> I mean, he will. He will. Our number one fan. He'll know. He will know now. Our number one ampy. King of the ampies. So, like, Damon goes over to Rebecca and is like, how about a duet? And she's just, like, chomping down on the piano player. And she's like, this sucks. <laughs> this party's lame. <laughs> so, uh, Damon also starts eating the piano player and then uh, shoves him over when he dies. Lovely. And uh, grabs uh, Rebecca's face. And uh, they're going to kiss. And Rebecca's like, well, what about Sage? And Damon's like, I don't want her. I want you. And then I scream forever. <laughs> uh, and they start making out. And Sage is just like watching. Love it. She's just like mm, so in the good. corner. So good. <laughs> the patron saint of the Empire Diaries, Seriously. Sage, just lounging on the couch watching them make out. 
we just became like puddles during this. <laughs> we became puddles of Alex Mack is what happened. It was unwell. Good scene. I honestly just forgot. Like I, I've become an idiot with stage seats, honestly. It's fair. She's really hot. <laughs> so our next uh, our next scene is a Bonnie Abby scene. Abby is really upset about like hurting Jamie and almost killing him. And Bonnie's like, chomping is normal. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, no. I should just go before I hurt like either you or Jamie again. And Bonnie says, the only way you're going to hurt me is if you leave. So don't. Like, don't give up on this. We'll make it work. So Caroline comes out. She's healed Jamie. But now she needs a favor from Bonnie. Um, and again, like, I, I like this Bonnie Abby scene. Like, I, I like the idea of her having a setback and Bonnie being like, the only way for you to actually disappoint me is to, like, abandon me again. So just don't do that. And um, eventually she does do that. <laughs> I, I wonder, like, how many episodes is Abby in? Do we know? Four. It looks like four. Four. From here? At least, yeah. It looks like four. I kind of wonder, maybe they're like, because it seems rushed, the story in general. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I assume Persia White was honestly fucking expensive for them. And they're like, let's yeah. try to get as much as we possibly can mm-hmm. in the story. Because, like, one of those things where, like, she's probably expensive. And they're like, well, we know she can handle the material. And, like, so can Kat. So, like, we'll mm-hmm. just, like, accelerate it. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But obviously, it's not fine. <laughs> Yeah, I just wish, like, you know, it, it's not that people don't say they're going to stay and then leave or, you know, that's it's not that that's necessarily unrealistic. I just wish that they'd taken the effort to, like, show us how Abby was feeling internally yeah. and explain, like, why that wasn't enough for her to make her want to stay. It like, yeah, that Abby lacks an inner strength that we don't really see why or how she lacks it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like what her triggers are for like for wanting to run away mm-hmm. and things like that. I, the first time, obviously, with the, everything with the Michael stuff, like she was just fucking terrified, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. But like at this point, I don't really get it. Yeah, I mean, she's like met Esther. She's mm-hmm. like done spells with Bonnie. She's a vampire now. Mm-hmm. Like hypothetically, she could shut yeah. off her emotions and deal uh if she wanted to mm-hmm. um but yeah i just i wonder yeah I, I wish there was more time and if there's a it's a fear thing again then like wouldn't it be a fear for on bonnie's behalf and like a fear that would make you want to stay yeah yeah it'd be like a fear for bonnie specifically her daughter and uh, yeah i don't yeah. see what she she herself would have to fear i see nothing yeah i mean she's saying she's worried that she needs to leave because she wants to protect them because she's worried she's going to hurt them again. But I mean, so far, like, Caroline's been there the entire time. Like, like she, you know, she gives Jamie vampire blood. She cleans up the problem. And she's like, this is normal and it'll go away eventually, which I understand maybe it's hard to trust a teenage kid with that. But I just feel like Bonnie deserves someone with a little bit more dimensionality to play mm-hmm. against. And again, it's not that Persia White's not doing good or that Cat. Graham's not doing good. They both are. There just doesn't seem like there's quite enough there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it, it was like with the story on for like these both episodes, we we're just like, let Bonnie have fun. Yeah, and especially like Kat's so good when she's having fun on the show, which is one of uh, my favorite things about a later season. So there's lots to look forward to. Ooh. A, a later season. Is it the se- season you always bring up? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Can't say. Uh, Jill, do you have any uh, anything you want to add to the uh, Abby discourse? I mean, not necessarily about Abby. I would just be echoing what you guys have been saying. But I 
it's just such a bummer to see Bonnie not with the main players mm-hmm. in so many episodes. That's why I liked the next episode when she's like finally mm-hmm. with Klaus, who's like a main player in my mind. But yeah, I just I was bummed with the plot line overall. So I'm hoping that this next mm-hmm. next few episodes until mm-hmm. the end of the season, she has more to do. Yeah, we're so close to the end of the season, by the way. We're mm-hmm. so close. <laughs> <laughs> then it'll be four. Oh, man. And you guys don't like four, right? I There are parts of like a four. There are just major problems I have with four. Got it. Same. Yeah. And, and I feel the same way about five, largely. I think like both of them are kind of like mixed bags in different ways. And then six, I adore. Six seven. fucking slaps. <laughs> and eight is great. <laughs> I mean, eight has all things that I have problems with mm-hmm. because a, like, a major villain character is played by an actor I think is fucking awful and oh. everything they are in. Oh no. Literally everything they are in. And they keep getting cast <laughs> and things. And I'm like, well, I guess they're lucky they're pretty. They are really pretty. Oh yeah, they're very pretty. <laughs> they're so hot. So that's the thing. It's, see, it, Goes against what this podcast is because they're so hot, but they're such a fucking awful actor. It hasn't um, ruined my enjoyment of any of that person's scenes. Uh, I as of to, to I this can't, date, I can't with their scenes ever. Maybe my third time around, I will feel differently. <laughs> but <laughs> we all know I'm a horny mess, so who knows. Anyway, our next scene is this Alaric and Elena scene, which I think is really good. He's trying to give her uh, his will. And he's like, you need to have like, this is my bank accounts, my passwords, where to find my will, how to contact my family. And he says, just in case this doesn't go my way, uh, which is a very like brusque way to put it, which I think is a, a really good small bit of writing. Elena is not interested. She doesn't want to think like this. But Rick is like, I need to make sure that you and Jeremy are going to be okay. And uh, I was very emotional about this. I mean, that's something you just do with your parents anyways, right? I don't have that information. Uh, I don't really. My mom's never going to die, so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, similarly. Oh, well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Family's just fucked up. (laughs) No, that's something I probably should have. Uh, But I don't don't want it ever. And uh, my family is going to live forever, so. Yeah, uh, my family are original vampires. It's pretty cool. <laughs> my family are hybrids. I don't know if you know about them. Wow. <laughs> and also hybrids. <laughs> so uh, basically the plan is that Bonnie will help. They're going to go to her because, like, you know, Bennett's did the rings. Uh, and uh, Elena and Bonnie have a, have a little phone call. And Bonnie is, like, very to the point uh, she's like, I need a personal thing of Alaric, something he wore before he started the ring. And uh, Elena tries to make her big apology and to thank her for doing this. But Bonnie kind of like stays on task and is like, be ready to be to do the spell as soon as I get there. We have to work fast. And then she kind of like forces herself to like soften it with a, and I'll see you soon. And I, th- I also think this is a really good scene. Like you mm. can just feel that she's like, I am not ready to not be frosty, but I don't actually want to hurt my friend. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, people are like, Bonnie's such a fucking bitch. No. Like, uh, yeah, uh, at, at this point in the season, in the series, have you found a good reason to hate Bonnie, Jill? No, I love Bonnie. Understandable, yeah. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I mean, I know the reasoning behind people hating Bonnie. And it's bad. <laughs> but genuinely, like, 
you can't there's nothing wrong with her like everything she does has been justified yeah like if anything like it's a bummer when she gets a plot i think like this yeah and like the one with with luca and his dad Mm -hmm. because sometimes i feel like those characters can feel kind of thin and when she is wrapped up in their plot, it can feel like, Jill, what you were talking about, like kind of like sidelining her and taking her away from the main cast. Mm-hmm. So I can get starting to associate her character with things you don't love as much about the show. But that is not uh, Bonnie, the in-universe character's fault. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's great and is always making like mm-hmm. rational, kind, loving decisions but towards all the other characters that everyone likes so i just what's your problem yeah like if we do like an optimistic thing i would say like the uh, quote-unquote sidelining is a matter of like uh, the writers feeling that uh cat can basically like elevate any story or character she's put with so you put her with like newer like, or supporting characters basically to kind of give them a leg up is like the assumption is what i think they would be going for so why you put her with jeremy <laughs> <laughs> honestly yes pretty much yeah that was probably fully the intention. Yeah. Like I, again, I well, I don't enjoy their union. I do think uh, that some of their scenes are good. List them. Um, I like. Uh, shit. There is one. There's one scene in his bedroom that I do really like, and I can't remember it. And and I like some of the like early courtship stuff where they're talking about the messiness of it, it's just because I like like friend group dynamics and like talking about those high school like feelings um but i just never want them to kiss ever (laughs) (laughs) hard agree (laughs) yeah yes that is that's my take uh shall we shall we return to wherever we were which i cannot remember uh where are we getting his affairs in order yes Uh, oh yeah so oh he agrees that he'll use his wedding ring as his personal effect mm -hmm. because you know he wore it back in the day but it's decided that elena will go to his apartment to get it because uh rick should stay with meredith and all of her tranquilizers yeah good and uh it was around this time where you brought up uh yeah yeah your issues with matt davis and everything we can talk about that because obviously when we did our intro we didn't ever say his name so yeah just talk about it bummer there there's kind of come out to be like some tweets and uh some posts and i think possibly some things that other people have said who've interacted with him and stuff like that where he's been like racist and shitty and obviously that's not good and not cool and it it just it's 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 a bummer to obviously anyone that applies to which is uh, shitty uh, to have bad stuff said about you uh but it's also a bummer in terms of like for our purposes for this podcast because i mean i don't know about you guys but i i before i knew this i loved this character and this performance and i feel sometimes kind of weird uh continuing to praise it but also this is a podcast where we talk about a show that we really like and it can feel kind of at cross purposes with that to talk about the bad shitty stuff but i don't know i just felt like i wanted to say something because i had you know that feeling any praise we have for this character is not for the actor and his views Yes, on a personal level for Matt Davis, no, no, thank you. Yeah. You can acknowledge, like, a good performance, obviously, but, like... Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Huge bummer. Yeah, it sucks. And especially, like, this is a, I think, an arc that is very, like, 
emotional and very much uh, works the best if you have warm, caring feelings towards this person and you believe the best in them and don't want them to die, uh, which, you know, given some real life stuff, uh, you know, it makes it a little cloudier. Yeah. So that is a bummer. You know, uh, so now that we've brought it down. I know, uh, but you know what's not a bummer? Uh, cut by a plum? Uh, oh, I was going to say uh, <laughs> David and Rebecca waking up naked in bed together. <laughs> well, Rebecca is still asleep. So uh, she's so like, let me just climb into bed with you. Dang. <laughs> uh, Jesus, why aren't you in bed with them already? But her just sliding up on Rebecca. Uh, how, how are... How is anyone supposed to handle that? How is anyone supposed to deal with that? How are we supposed to go about living our lives? <laughs> I, uh, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are my words on the subject. Yeah. yeah. Jill, anything to add? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that is my addition. <laughs> uh, so she comes in. She puts her hand on Rebecca's head and, uh, like, reads her mind and, like, grins deviously. And uh, Damon's like, well, what? And Sage puts a finger to his lips and uh, takes all her clothes off and goes into his (laughs) nice shower. Uh, uh, Damon joins her and he's like, I take everything back. Your plan fucking rules. (laughs) He's like, problematic whom? (laughs) What? (laughs) Women are for pleasure. Uh, so uh, Sage is like, I told you, if you get her comfortable enough, she's an open book. And he's like, okay, well, what are you going to fucking tell me? And she's like, here. She kisses him and tra- and mind melds all of the like stuff she stole from Rebecca's brain into Damon's. And I scream forever. Why aren't we kiss mind melding all the fucking time? Why isn't everyone kissing to transfer information? And now, again, as we we imagined before that Stefan's like doing voices when he does like, like the flashbacks. Now I'm just like, imagine he's making out with Elena and that's how he's telling her the flashbacks. If he could have just been making out with her the whole time. <laughs> idiot! I love him, but he's an idiot. Oh God, the 1920 flashback, it's Klaus making out with Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> We help you remember. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So, Julie Pleck, take notes for when you do your digital remastering. Julie Pleck, <laughs> listen to us. We know what we're talking about. When you do your Star Wars re-release where you add things. But also, Julie Pleck knows what she's doing with everything with Sage. Jesus Christ. Good. She does. Uh, and yes. she does tend to know what she's doing with everything. <laughs> So where were we? I'm screaming. We could just restart uh, the scene. Yeah. Uh, I just need to watch it one more time to refresh my memory. So Damon's like, oh, so trees. And he's like, holy shit, there's another white oak tree. I need to look at the milling records. <laughs> he goes downstairs and he's, look, he's like, ah, yes, my family made one of its many fortunes selling lumber. That tree was on our land, milled by our yard. These ledgers will tell me where it was shipped. And, like, we can figure the, where it is. And then White Oak Steaks. Yay! <laughs> I just uh, remembered something which is relevant to this show and Sage's existence and just our horniness. Oh, great. Which is that, like, one of uh, Cassidy Freeman's first scenes in Smallville is her sweatily boxing. 
Mm, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yep. I'm taking that in. Yep. I'm moving right. I'm moving <laughs> forward. Moving right through it. <laughs> Good. God. I'm going to go to the bathroom, ball my eyes out, <laughs> and then I will be back to physically fight you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so Damon looks at the records and finds out that the wood was used on Wickery Bridge. And he's like, what the fuck? This fucking bridge. Maybe you should have read the, the milling records earlier, Damon. He's like, wait, the one town landmark we've talked about? That's where it is. God. Then we go to Alaric's apartment and Elena is going to go there. She's going to get the ring. But who is there but Steve? Oh, Steve. <laughs> um, I have written Selena angst. <laughs> in the chat too you said angst um so at this point basically steve is like i'm not trying to hurt you i just can't be who you want me to be right now and she's like why are you here <laughs> <laughs> like nobody asked <laughs> i know that gavin DeGraw said i don't want to be anyone other than what i've been trying to be lately but, like, it seems Stefan wants to be the opposite of that. Fucked up. <laughs> so he's like, hey, I did some more digging on Samantha Gilbert. And so basically what he found out was, like, she was under suicide watch, which meant she had no jewelry, uh, which means that, like, when she did a bunch of crazy shit, killing two people while in the institution, a nurse and a guard, uh, she wasn't wearing her ring. So, Whoops. like, the ring can get you even after you take it off. No good. Yeah is the links. Uh, so we cut to Alaric asleep on the couch and then, uh, you know, waking up at the start when Meredith uh, calls for him and he clearly has woken up evil. He's, <laughs> we've got psycho Rick waking up, baby. He bad, I said, Rick, bad now <laughs> in my notes and he goes through Meredith's uh, bag and he grabs the tranquilizers and like squeezes them out of the syringes. There's a little bit of that. Yep. So they can't take him down anymore. Joe, what are you looking at? Dark chat. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, you watching Sage scenes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What the- I'm just watching Sage while you guys are talking. Just <laughs> <laughs> gonna bang Sage. Banging Sage plus red hair. Is Sage fight man red hair? <laughs> <laughs> Sage plus my girlfriend plus. <laughs> it's, uh, it's also, it's never fight men, it's fight man. <laughs> Instead, I am just looking at Morgan saying angst, angst, angsty, angst. <laughs> also, <laughs> it was angsty as fuck. It was. But also, I have a question. Hmm. Do Damon and Stefan just like know Sage is like, you know, she used to fight dudes. That's the thing she did. That's the, the describer. Like, she, she used to box men. She's tough. Like, she's a fucking 900-year-old vampire. That's why she's tough. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's she's fighting human beings. It Like, she's stronger than them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Women can do anything. Well, they can. They can look into trees. <laughs> <laughs> they can have internalized misogyny while also being very hot. <laughs> uh, I apologize to everyone. Our podcast isn't... I mean, we are on the ball for certain things. <laughs> But some things were just like, um, we gotta be horny. Look, it's just because horniness comes first. And Correct. The, everything else is a distant second. Horniness comes first. So does Sage. Mm-hmm. Talking about sex, baby. 
<laughs> Speaking of Sage, uh, <laughs> down uh, uh, in the Salvatore house, Damon is burning the milling records from uh, from 1912. And Sage is like, cool, Rebecca just left. And Damon's like, happy, I hope. So maybe they hooked up there. <laughs> that is what I believe happened. <laughs> and Sage is like, did you find what you were looking for? And Damon's like, yeah. So like, it's in Wickery Bridge. Pretty crazy, huh? <laughs> and Sage is like, okay, so all the wood stripped from the underside of that bridge is basically a weapon that can kill an original. Y- you see how I would feel about this, right? And Damon's like, oh, because of Finn? Like, he's truly like, Finn's in this? <laughs> <laughs> ah, Finn. I I could talk to Julie Puckett for like an hour about Finn, honestly. <laughs> Damon is like, let me tell you something. I met the guy. You're not gonna miss it. <laughs> And Sage uh, zoops on over to him and is like, hey, I'll rip your head off. And Damon's like, fucking fine. We make a deal. You let me kill Rebecca. I'll consider Finn untouchable and you guys can walk into the very boring sunset together. <laughs> and uh, Sage is like, is that a promise? And Damon's like, yeah, it's a promise. Oh, Damo. <laughs> so Damo would never break a promise, as we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the next scene, we're back with Stefan and Elena. Uh, we are in Rick's apartment. We're looking for the wedding ring. And Stefan's like, okay, well, what if the spell doesn't work? What do we do? And Elena's like, I don't know. Like, we're going to keep looking until we find something that helps him. And Stefan's like, but you don't know how long it's going on. It, it could be too late. <laughs> but Elena's like, no, this is my family's ring, which means it's my responsibility to save him. And Stefan's like, you just can't put that on yourself. Like, not everyone can be saved. <laughs> <laughs> Elena's finally like, okay, are we talking about Alaric or are we talking about you? Ah, <laughs> uh, these goobers. Good God. <laughs> and then finally, uh, they open a drawer and they find all of Alaric, Dark Alaric's serial killer trophies. Oh, his trophies. <laughs> they find his manifesto. Good God. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're like, fuck, these are pictures of his victims. That is not good. Meanwhile, at the uh, boarding house, Damon got changed and Sage is gone. Yikes. <laughs> then we cut to uh, them finding Rick's manifesto, yeah. which says, Jeremy, if anything happens to me, carry on my work. You have the other ring. Let the ring make you strong. The council must be cleansed before the work can begin. Jesus. Oof. Uh, so he has this copy of the Founders Council, uh, Council roster and he says it looks like some sort of hit list. Which, uh, fucking yikes. <laughs> <laughs> they find the wedding ring, and Elena's like, I gotta fucking go. Uh, it was during this point in the chat where Jill's like, I love when Steve talks back. Fuck gentle <laughs> Steve. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how did you feel about this edge, Steve baby. It was great. Anytime he just, like, has no patience. Oh, sign me up. <laughs> so then we have a uh, Rick Meredith scene. She's trying to make coffee. And uh, he asks a very innocent question, which is the following. Do you ever feel remorse? (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love shit like this. Uh, Few things uh, make me happier than like someone um, like asking a question or saying one thing that like completely changes the temperature of the room and reveals that they're awful. Um, My uh, number one example of this is always uh, Nathan Fillion's first scene in uh, Buffy, where he is like talking to that potential slayer in the car. And he's like, did you ever like consider that maybe like you're a whore? (laughs) And like, she's like, what the fuck? Like, I love 
love I love a moment like that because I think it's really good, um, spooky, suspenseful shit uh, and A+. Plus. Uh, and she's like, excuse me? <laughs> she's like, wow, excuse me? Someone loved Caleb from season seven of Buffy? <laughs> Someone loved that accent that Nathan Fillion was doing? supporting the accent i think just i I really like that scene i think that's like the character's best scene and you really love that bowl cut oof (laughs) no uh so rick's like look you're a council member the council was formed to protect the people of this town from vampires and yet here you are looking the other way ignoring your responsibilities like you and your vampire blood so i'm asking you do you ever feel remorse because you should Zoinks! Then we do a big spooky chase. He like tries to, he like stabs her. He like slices her uh, in the torso and she like spills hot coffee on him and breaks the mugs and runs away. Uh, She's finds the tranquilizers empty. She runs up the stairs and she has to lock herself in uh, Jeremy and Elena's bathroom, which has like eight doors. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, for all of their guests. Yeah, Rick uh, forces open the, you know, final door she was going to shut. And uh, she finds a pair of scissors that she stabs his hand with, which I found to be a huge revelation. Because does that mean that Elena cuts Jeremy's hair and is therefore the author of all of our pain? (laughs) I think it does. What's he going to do in Denver without being able to get a new haircut? He's going to come back looking like fucking... Cousin It. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently his hair grows at the speed of light. <laughs> oh my god. Anyways, I uh, yelled about this a lot in the chat. I was deeply shocked about it. And then she is just stuck alone in this room, bleeding the fuck out, which is scary. I think the sequence yeah. is really effective and spooky, right, guys? Yeah. Yeah, this is what I've been saying about, like, how, uh, I mean, the storyline is, like, it's the show kind of returning to, like, its horror roots. Uh, Kevin might not be around, but, like, it's it's the spirit of Kevin Williamson, basically. Which is nice. And it's when I said I'm taking the L for being attracted to um, Evil Rick. Um, I believe I the next Evil Rick uh, scene was where I admitted that I was taking a similar <laughs> L. <laughs> Not proud of it. Uh, so <laughs> then we go to Wickery Bridge. Uh, Damon drives up only to find uh, Rebecca and Sage enjoying a nice bonfire of uh, white oak ash. Yikes. Uh, Rebecca's like, sorry about your shitty plan. <laughs> And uh, Damon's like, what the fuck, Sage? And Sage is like, I'm just looking out for myself. And Damon yells at her, I told you I'd save your creepy boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) I've never been happier. Uh, Sage is like, and you fucking lied to me. All the originals are linked right now. You asshole. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I should end you. And he tries to kill her. And she's like, I'm 900 years old. You can't end me, you fucking idiot. And she pushes him and throws him down on the hood of his car. And it rules. We love her even more. She says, do you really think I would risk Finn's life for one of your petty revenge fantasies? I wish. It's cool. Damon's like, he's a fucking death wish. Like, he's the one who wants to die. Like, when... His mom linked all of them. He was the one who volunteered. And Sage is like, he wouldn't do that. <laughs> and Damon's like, he doesn't want to live. Not for you, not for anyone. He doesn't love you. So when I find a way to kill those originals, I'll start with Finn. Hot, dumb, hot. I, I'm, I keep 
keep trying to understand why Sage would want Finn. And all I can think is that, um, so obviously we talk about how, you know, this character is uh, problematic um, in all of her internalized misogyny. And maybe the writers like wanted us to see like, you know, she's not great. So like, it's okay she's with Finn, but like, so well, she is great. <laughs> she's a goddess as Klaus would say. And uh, Finn is not. Look, she just misses when men were men and had really long hair and wore leather outfits and didn't say shit and wanted to die. (laughs) Wow, we are on the same page. (laughs) (laughs) The ideal. (laughs) Oh, tell me about the women being women, though. Oh, yeah, women are being women. Uh, They're easy to manipulate, but also like to box. I don't know. I can't, like, I guess Sage is not like other girls, so most women don't like to box. I I don't know. (laughs) Need to get um, her manifesto. (laughs) The the Sage Diaries. (laughs) Uh, So then we go to, back to the Gilbert's house, and Elena and Stefan walk in, but Stefan kind of, like, stops Elena and is like, you stay, I'm going in. He finds a bunch of shit in the house. It's not looking good. Uh, and then Alaric comes downstairs and he's like wrapping a towel around his hands and looking jovial. And this is where I took my L. <laughs> and because uh, he pretends to be nice and evil people pretending to be nice. Whew. This is what, this is the future <laughs> joke in the Pussycats wanted, so. just <laughs> pretend He's like, oh, hey, sorry, Meredith's not here. She got called into the hospital for a last minute surgery. So Elena looks at his hand and is like, what the fuck's that? And Rick's like, oh, I, you know, sliced my hand open. He's like, did uh, Stefan manage to catch up with you? And she's like, no. (laughs) He's like, did you get my ring? And she's like, no. (laughs) And uh, then evil Alaric's plan is unfortunately foiled because he forgot to, uh, like, clean up the blood-stained knife lying on the floor. (laughs) And Elena looks down at it, and he just kind of, like, does a little, eh, what are you gonna do? (laughs) And then they, like, both go for the knife, and Stefan instead uh, comes from behind and puts him in a chokehold, which is hot. As well. Yes. Um, also, uh, I'm surprised you haven't brought this up yet, Morgan. Mm-hmm. What kind of doctor is Meredith? She's in surgery often, but I don't think she's a surgeon. She's a she's an ER doctor mm-hmm. in the emergency room. Do you have an answer to this? No. <laughs> I don't see her no ER. I just guessed. <laughs> I have no answer to this. She's like well, an all-purpose doctor. Mm-hmm. So then it's I really like this moment where uh, Stefan is kind of putting him in a sleeper hold and Elena just yells, don't hurt him. And Stefan says that he's trying not to. And then they lay him down on the ground, hopefully unconscious. Like Stefan kind of like is hit by something. And he's like, oh, shit, Elena, I need you to come upstairs with me. And Elena's like, why? He says, I'm going to need your help. And finally, (laughs) 
Finally, I have to be in a scene with my wife. Need to meet my wife. Uh, so he, uh, they go upstairs and, you know, she's bleeding profusely. And obviously this is uh, affecting Stefan um, because he has no chill. But he pulls himself together and he, you know, bites his own wrist and uh, like gives Meredith some blood to heal her. And everyone's okay. And everyone's going to be okay. And that's nice. Then we cut to a Alaric and Damon scene. So Alaric wakes up and we reveal that Damon's at his bedside, which I cackle at because <laughs> uh, friendship and they're such dorks. And he's like, hey, what the fuck? And Damon's like, hey, I just had to make sure the witch didn't turn you into a toad or whatever. Like Bonnie did a spell. Um, and it's just something to keep the killer and you at bay. So Rick has no memory of what happened. And uh, Damon has to explain to him, like, you have an alter ego that's hell-bent on killing council members. So we're going to take you to the loft for a little bit. Like, fun house arrest stuff. (laughs) And uh, Rick is like, hey, where's uh, Meredith? (laughs) Damon's answer is bleak as shit. He says, she'll be fine. (laughs) And you see it, like, land on him that clearly he hurt her. And uh, it is sad. Yep. Uh... I think she's done with the emotional labor for this guy. She really knows. Probably a wise choice. (laughs) So then down in the kitchen, uh, Elena is doing dishes when who arrives but Bonnie. And we get uh, kind of our our emotional conversation between the two of them. Bonnie explains that all the dying and coming back to life might have chipped away. Had Alaric's psyche and make it easier for, you know, whatever darkness from the ring exists to take hold. He's like, but... Don't worry, we got herbs. <laughs> we got herbs, baby. We got Bonnie's herbs, which they're now called. But also, they do note that, like, um, whatever happens to Rick seems similar to something that, that happens to witches as well with dark magic. So that's a maybe something you should put in your vampire diaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Elena's finally like, how's your mom doing? Bonnie explains that she's going to get to work with her mom on the garden, which is really nice. And she seems really like excited about it, which is sweet. And she explains that the transition has been hard, but she thinks like eventually things will be okay. And being together this much is going to give them a chance to work through all their stuff. If only. Yep. But this is where Elena kind of like breaks down and she starts to tear up and she apologizes. She's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't want this to happen. If there was anything that I could do to make it different, I would. And Bonnie just like immediately hugs her and says, I know, uh, which is such a like beautiful, lovely moment. Uh, I really like it. And Elena says, please say that you forgive me. Which uh, is pushing it a little, but uh, also she's 18 years old and she like has like everybody in her life is disappearing and dying and turning evil. So I'll let her have it. (laughs) Uh, And Bonnie says, of course I do. Because like she never like intellectually blamed Elena because she's a good, kind person who understands. Um, But emotions. I love friends. That was a good moment. It's really nice. So then uh, we have another uh, Caroline and Jamie scene. Uh, They are gardening, which is cute. And um, Caroline's like, well, I'm helping. I'm actually helping Abby because I went through the same thing once with my dad and it didn't work out. But, you know, hopefully this one will be different. (laughs) Then she goes inside. Parents ain't shit. Bring back Jenna. Yeah, fucking hell. So Abby is uh, leaving. And she's like, what the fuck? Like, Caroline has no patience. Because Abby says, I don't know how to do this. And she's like, do what? Be a vampire or a parent? Because I can help you be a vampire. 
Um, and she's like, Bonnie grew up without a mom because you ran away and now you have an eternity to make up for it and you just want to throw it away again. And uh, all Abby says is that uh, Bonnie's better off without her and to say that she's sorry. And uh, Caroline is incredibly upset. She's like, Bonnie wants to make this work. No one is better off without parents. Please just stay. Which is, you know, overly simplistic. But, you know, she just wants to defend her friend and she ultimately can't do anything to make Abby stay. And it's a bummer. Mm -hmm. I wish Again, I wish there was just like more meat to this and like that Abby might explain herself a little bit or even be able to like find common ground with Caroline, like something about like vampirism and like the feeling of wanting to be like the, the, that she wanted to try again to be a mom. But now doing both these things is too hard. Like whatever it is, just would have been. Would have been. Nice. Would have been Yet. nice to have something nice happen for Bonnie. Wouldn't it have been? I just, I, I want her to be happy, you guys. Agreed. That's all I want. <laughs> she seems so excited about the garden. Oh. We're going to do stuff together. I want that for her. But Bonnie have nice things. Mm-hmm. But you know who does have nice things? Who? The city of Denver. Because <laughs> uh, they got Jeremy Gilbert, baby. <laughs> No. Uh, uh, Fuck. So Elena goes upstairs and sits on her window seat, which, guys, I have always wanted a window seat. So goddamn bad. It's so cool. She has one. She calls Jeremy and uh, she's kind of like, he's like, are you checking up on me? And she's like, I don't know. Do you need checking up on? Uh, sorry, yes. I have to do a bit about the, tor- uh, the Torkelsons real quick. <laughs> like, who do you think she is? Dorothy Jane Torkelson with her window seat? Okay, I had to get that in. <laughs> I had to like double check that it was Dorothy Jane. <laughs> okay. Okay. Whomst? <laughs> uh, the Torkelsons was a two-season, um, I believe, ABC show that eventually just rerun on Disney Channel all the time. And the second season was like a reboot. It was like the Torkelsons, almost home, and it was like Brittany Murphy's like one of her first things ever. Yeah, and they were these poor, this poor Oklahoma family, but it was a sitcom. Hmm. And Dorothy <laughs> Jane Torkelson would sit on her wind, like her window seat, and like talk to the man in the moon. Oh, then that is the dream. I can, I wish, you know? Uh, So Jeremy explains that he's not flunking any of his classes, but he got a dog. (laughs) Uh, And Elena's like, have you by any chance, like, talked to Alaric lately? And Jeremy's like, no, why? Is everything okay? And Elena just, like, starts to tear up and she lies and she's like, yeah, everything's fine. I just wanted to hear your voice. And uh, Jeremy's like, cool, can I call you later? I'm on my way out. And she's like, yeah, of course, go have fun. I just, I miss you. And he's like, yeah, I miss you too. And uh, Jeremy hangs up and Elena uh, breaks down and starts crying. And I am very sad. Aww. Um, I uh, feel very bad for Elena. She is just feeling very alone, I think. And uh, no thanks. Yeah, she's a... Uh not handling this all well, even though she might look like it on the outside. She's not handling everything that's going on well. So then we go back to the Salvatore house and uh, Damon enters with a big old package and uh, he notices that Stefan's drinking. He's like, a little early in the day, huh? Which, like, you are deeply one to talk. Yeah, you're one to talk for sure, dude. Yeah, but Stefan's like, no, I'm just toasting to control. 
okay. You've not proven you have any control whatsoever. Like, you, oh, wow, you didn't chomp on Meredith. Congratulations. <laughs> Good that's, job. Not, that's not shit. Elena was there. What are you going to do, fight Elena? Yeah. So uh, Damon's like, all right, well, whatever. And Stefan's like, well, why are you in such a fucking good mood? Sage double-crossed you. The trees are a pile of ash. A lark's got a psychopathic alter ego. And Damon says, you know, Stefan, I'm a philanthropist. I make the world a better place. Restoring bridges, landmarks, and, and he reveals the Wickery Bridge sign. And he says, historical signs made of the same white oak as the Wickery Bridge. <laughs> Yo! Uh, so that's quite the reveal. Mm-hmm. Wow. But also, um, <laughs> I didn't put it in the chat because I wanted to save it for the recording. So when Damon says he's a philanthropist, I wrote in my notes, uh, quoting It's Always Sunny, oh, yes, Damon, you are a, a full-on rapist. I'm like, I'm going to save this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. I got to hold two thoughts in my head all the time. <laughs> I wish I didn't. You love Cognitive it. Cognitive dissonance. You love it. Don't like it. Big ol' yikes for me. <laughs> Big old yikes. So uh, Stefan's like, holy fucking shit. They think all the wood burned. And Damon's like, yeah, I sold my rage. You should have seen me. And they're like, we have a weapon. And David says, game's back on, brother. Let's go kill some originals. End of episode High five and a million angels. We did it. All right. So now let's get into the murder of one. We open in Alaric's apartment. Elena is visiting. She brought muffins, but Damon is not letting her in the door. And he's being really, really fucking shady. So if he thinks he's doing a good job hiding anything, he is very mistaken. He's so dumb. And you would think at this point he would learn not to be snarky when it comes to Elena and any parent she has alive at all in any sort of way. But nope. Yeah, uh, he's really mean. And she's like these. He like tries to take her muffins and she's like, they're not for you. And Damon's like, fine, whatever. Keep convincing yourself you're still mad at me. And uh, he's like, Rick's going to have to miss Elena time because he's on lockdown. She's like, okay, well, can you just take this and tell him that I miss him? And he's like, yeah, bye. Then he shuts the door. And he's like, it's tool time, bitches. (laughs) I'm going to have to like insert the Tim Allen grunt. (laughs) I'm not going to do it, but I'm going to insert it. It's going to drop that in. Uh? Like, they just, like, suddenly, like, rock music drops. They're doing, they're using a saw. They're making steaks. They're whittling. Stefan's like, that needs to be sharper. It's like a full weapon-making montage. I love it. And somehow, again, Michael is not here for this episode. (laughs) But I tried to, uh, I'm trying to, I I did text him about it, and he was like, that rules. (laughs) So they're like, fuck, this, this is great. We can kill originals. I'm very happy. Rick wants to turn himself into the sheriff, uh, you know, because he has a homicidal alter ego. And he's like... I, I'm sorry. I watched the episode. I knew the context. But the way you said it is like, he, he wants to become the sheriff. Like, oh. He wants to run for the, the, the office of sheriff. <laughs> the way you said it, I'm like, wait, did, when did that happen? Like, oh, no. my bad. Uh, Rick should not be uh, a cop. <laughs> uh, I mean... And they, they see all these restraining orders are like, oh, go right ahead to the police academy. They're like, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> A cab. A cab. 
So Rick's like, hey, like, unlike some people in this room, I'd actually like to take responsibility for the people that I've killed, <laughs> which is actually a fair point. And Damon's like, look, if you wanted to turn yourself in, you wouldn't be saying this out loud, <laughs> which is fucking rude. But true. And very true. And Stefan's like, you're not turning yourself in. Bonnie's herbs work. We got originals to kill. You know, save your morality for later. And uh, they give him his ring back. And he's like, I do not want to wear this. And he's like, we need you to not die. So you're going <laughs> vampire hunting. baby. Yeah. Take your fucking ring. So he like reluctantly takes it. He's like, fine, whatever. <laughs> then we go to the woods. Caroline and Elena are walking. And Elena has had to tell Caroline that Alaric killed her dad. Yikes. Yay. Oh, wait, we're not saying yay because uh, Bill Forbes sucks? Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's a yikes for Caroline. <laughs> Elena's like, look, I'm I'm not expecting you to be okay with this, but, like, we have these herbs. Like, he's going to be better. And uh, Caroline is uh, like, okay, so that makes it okay. And Elena's like, well, no, it doesn't make it okay. It's horrible, but he's the victim of something supernatural. Like, he didn't choose to do this. Like, just like Bonnie's mom, just like you, just like Stefan, just like Tyler, like, none of you asked for this. Elena says, but who would I be if I just turned my back on any of you? Especially my best friend, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler. I miss the friendship. Don't you, Jill? I miss them so much. They need, the best friends need to be reunited. <laughs> best friends? Best friends. Squad? <laughs> BFS. Yeah, so Caroline is charmed by this, and she's like, oh, Lady Gilbert, savior, savior of the curse and the damned. Then Matt meets them in the woods, and he's like, what's with this, like, cryptic meeting we're having? <laughs> and Elena's like, I don't fucking know. Stefan just asked us to meet here, and he's an angsty little bitch, so he didn't tell anyone why. Why couldn't they have done this at the manor? Because it's secret. <laughs> uh, so they're like, we're probably gonna have to leave Bonnie out of this one. Like, Stefan texted her, but, um, you know. Her mom uh, bailed on her again, so we should maybe give her a little space. Uh, Seven and Damon do show up in unison together, popping out <laughs> from behind trees at the same time, and I did yell. <laughs> so Damon's like, here's the deal. He throws down a duffel full of steaks, and he's like, we found more white oak. This is the long story. Wait for the movie. And we have a weapon. We can kill Klaus. Let's fucking do it. <laughs> Yay. Yay. I'm happy. We got a plan, and as we know, when they have a plan, that always goes well. <laughs> you know, like, from all the stuff where they... Remember when they killed Catherine? Ooh, good. Remember when they killed Klaus? Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, uh, this, this entire show was just one big footage not found. <laughs> Idiots. So then we cut to a city. <laughs> <laughs> what fucking city is this? It's a big city. <laughs> What's the big city in Virginia, by the way? I don't know... What what's important? Richmond is Richmond the, the capital of Virginia. Yes. <laughs> then we'll say it's Richmond. Okay. There we go. So Klaus has found his brother Finn. Well, I think the best way to describe this is first Finn is walking. Finn is walking. Klaus just like falls into step with him and is like, "What's up?" And Finn's like, "Ew, <laughs> ew, a living person." <laughs> I, if we she were dead, then it would be cool. <laughs> Klaus is like, look, where's our mom? And Finn's like, I don't know. He's She's trying to find another way to kill all of us. And I can't wait. And Klaus is like, Jesus, what the fuck is wrong with you? I feel like Finn needs therapy. Yeah. So he's like, look, here's the deal. We're all linked. You can't die because if you die, I die. And I'm not interested. 
And, uh, you know, he's like, come back to Mystic Falls. I have a witch who will undo the spell that linked us all together. And Finn's like, no, no thanks. I want all of us to die. It's not enough for just me to die. No one wants the D more than Finn wants the D. Again, yeah, he is. He does win. He is the all-time uh, wanter of the D. Because, I mean, Elijah made a good point when he was around, but he's not around. So we have to listen to Finn. But at least when Elijah was saying it, like, yeah, they made themselves monsters. So, you know, that is a valid argument. But Finn just can't give a valid argument. He's just like, I just want to die. I don't want all to die. Ooh. So lame we're not dead. Uh, <laughs> so, <Good. laughs> so who else is here but Rebecca? And she and Klaus are being intimidating and uh, they're angry. And Finn's like, what are you going to do? Kill me? And Klaus is like, Jesus, again with your fucking death wish. But no. Like, and he just tosses him around and he falls down on the ground. Dun, dun, dun. He fucking zoops him hard. Like the wall is all like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, the brick wall, like, breaks. It's crazy. It's so good. Uh, So I'm just uh, trying to remember, like, scheduling things for Daniel Gillies in the first place for, like, for Elijah. By this point, uh, he had already started filming his, like, Canadian show. He was on uh, Saving Hope, like, a a doctor show. So he was, like, basically doing, like, that Vampire Diaries and then the originals all at the same time. And then in between all of that, that's when Rachel, of course, Rachel Lee Cook, got pregnant and then he went on paternity leave. So that was all that. That was indeed all that. (laughs) Uh, It really was. (laughs) Uh, That's a nice, that makes me happy. (laughs) Good for them. They just fucking got divorced last year. But at this point, they're still happily in love. Okay. God, I gotta go cry. So we're back to the woods. Uh, we're with the gang and we're like, we're gonna kill Klaus. We're gonna kill Klaus. We're gonna kill Klaus. We're gonna kill Klaus. It's so cute. David, Jill, Jill, it's your turn to oh, yeah. yell about it. We're gonna kill Klaus. <laughs> Jill, I hate you. And, uh, now that I know what I know, I can't cheer that. <laughs> you- the, like, the can't illusion. Even joke about this. <laughs> Create the illusion. Too serious. It's too heartbreaking to think about. So <laughs> can't lose my boy, you guys. In this climate. <laughs> so Taman drags Elena up to the front of the group and is like, "You get to play Klaus." <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish she like fully committed to it and just starts saying "Rapa." <laughs> that would have been really nice. I would have loved to see Nina do an impression of Joseph Morgan. I would have adored it. It's probably, at least on the cutting room floor, there's like a, probably like a blooper of her doing it. A little bloop. <laughs> uh, so they're like, okay, so here's our plan. We're going to keep Klaus occupied with Caroline. <laughs> Caroline is not amused. She says, why do I always have to be Klaus bait? Just to which Damon says, because he's obsessed with you. Good a reason as any. He's like, but right now we need you to be Rebecca. He's like, use the quarterback to distract her. And he's like, just keep her talking. And Matt's like, how do I do that? James says, act interested. She's lonely. She's desperate. And I'm like, Jesus, who are you, Sage? <laughs> uh, but Caroline instead uh, does a good slam on David and is like, clearly she slept with you. <laughs> yeah. Got him. Elena also, laughs at that too. It's great. <laughs> I would definitely go to a pickup artist convention hosted by Sage and David. <laughs> That'd be just, that'd be so entertaining. (laughs) Right? I am wiping away tears. Um, So uh, David calls Matt a beefcake and he says, beefcake holds bombshell. I come up from behind her 
and they stake her. Uh, and they uh, all mine it, and they are fucking goofs. <laughs> they are truly such idiots. And they're like, so we all have one stake. We all keep it hidden and just look out for any opportunity that we have. And uh, Damon's like, but no last minute like attacks of pity for any of them. And Elena's like, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm nice. <laughs> uh-huh. But also, I, I love that Matt's like, why do <laughs> Basically, Damon's like, uh, are you good? And he's like, do I have a choice? And Damon's like, good point. I laughed so hard at that. It is so deeply bleak because Zach Rurick also delivers it with a smile. He's like, do I have a choice? <laughs> like, I, uh, a king. I'm saying, Elena... Matt's right there. Yeah. Nice boy. <laughs> nice boy. He kills an original. He kills a fucking original. Yes, I... it's Finn, but it counts. It's still crazy. Oh, um... Can we just talk about that? Can we talk about that? Honestly, can we just talk about that? I am so proud of my baby. <laughs> he did it. He did, he did it. it. <laughs> Stefan failed. Elena failed. Matt Donovan killed a fucking original. Look, I've heard of if Matt fails, then I cannot. <laughs> but I haven't heard of if Stefan fails, then Matt kills an original. <laughs> Jill? I'm happy for him. <laughs> Good for him. You think I wish it were Tyler? Yeah, it should have been Tyler. <laughs> Matt needs one win. <laughs> That's true. I'll, Matt needs this big win. <laughs> Matt is is the most win deprived. But I also I feel like no one's gonna give him the recognition he deserves for that moment. Oh no! Oh, absolutely not. Of course. Like Tyler's gonna come home and Matt's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I killed Finn." He's gonna be like, "Finn, the original vampire." <laughs> and Matt's gonna be like, "Yeah," and then he's gonna be like, "Was it a huge deal? Did everybody congratulate you?" And Matt's like. No, I just kind of went home. <laughs> oh, you, you don't think it's going to be like, who's Finn? <laughs> That's actually probably more accurate. But anyways, I love them. I love all of my dummies. They are idiots. <laughs> ah, stupid, stupid people that we love. Um, even Sage gets that. Uh, so we go to what I am now calling OG Manor. Klaus's house. Oh, this uh, is one of Klaus's my house. favorite scenes in this entire episode. <laughs> so dumb. Klaus throws Finn inside the room. What was he? So obviously, I they have a ca- cars and vans, but I just imagine Klaus throwing Finn from Richmond. Just like he just keeps throwing him, like he's skipping rocks. <laughs> he throws him, and he zoops. And he throws him some more and he zoops all the way back to the mansion. I like that. That's what happened. Yep. Uh, so Rebecca's like, hey, get your witch. We got to get his blood. Go on with it. And Finn's like, you can't force me to help you. And he's like, I fucking could. But uh, why force you and I can persuade you? Reveal Sage. She descends a staircase. Goals. <laughs> <laughs> Finn actually seems happy to see her. They embrace. And then Rebecca and um, and Klaus have a little conversation. And Klaus gets a little text from Cole that says, let me know when I'm needed. <laughs> and he does not text back. He draws back because he's a goddamn artist. <laughs> he draws with like a stylus, I guess, on his AT&T phone. It's Who's- wild. <laughs> Who? Why? 
I love to send my brother a digital note. (laughs) Do not, don't let the Michelsons do this garbage CW product placement. So good. So good. It's wrong to do. I agree. The only Michelson product placement that is allowed is them binging things because they're old and they were asleep for so long. I've heard of this thing. Um, You type, it's called Bing. You type stuff into it, and then you can find it. I can't decide if I want them to bing everything, or if, again, I want Rebecca to be the dumbest person and not know that people have been on the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I forgot about the moon thing. Oh. Oh my gosh. Wait, you guys. I was going to text you this, but wanted to bring it up while we were recording. (laughs) And this is a perfect time, because since Klaus is an artist and draws his texts, I was thinking about the pictures that he drew Caroline of the horsey. In my mind, Klaus is the artist of the horse in Elena's room. (laughs) I'm actually, I've been wanting to say this for so long. And I couldn't until he drew that goddamn horsey. I... Every time I see it, I'm like, oh, I bet Klaus drew that. Klaus drew it. He, he had to. There's no other explanation. <laughs> Klaus drew that horse to watch over Elena. I am crying. That is canon. <laughs> take him seriously he draws horses <laughs> he draws his texts <laughs> oh, oh, man. that's like worse than having really big font on your phone <laughs> <sighs> but also now i imagine esther with like really big font on her phone. oh the font on esther's phone is fucking huge <laughs> she has to get finn to set it up all the time finn can you make it so the letters are big finn can you get me on email no wonder Finn wants to die. <laughs> so Rebecca's like, anyway, I gotta go. I have some unfinished business with Damon. And uh, she's like, ask Sage what he did to me. Then you'll understand why retribution's in order. Klaus never asks Sage. <laughs> Doesn't text. Never asks. Like, there's no, like, why would you say that, Rebecca? He's never gonna ask. God, he's, he's so terrible to her. Mean. Um, okay, this is where I know it's getting spotty because I ate my dinner. Uh, so we go to, yeah, we go to the Salvatores. Damon starts hiding his white oak stakes underneath some firewood. And Rick's like, did you seriously learn nothing from the moonstone in the soap dish? Yeah, so my note is Rick brings up soap dish. But I'm like, Rick brings up some dick? That would be a great scene. Uh, so Damon's like, wait, well, why? Where'd you put yours? Where'd you put your dick? Yeah. And then uh, they hear a noise from downstairs and Damon's like, what the fuck is that? And he leaves. And then suddenly he sees Alaric thrown down the stairs. <laughs> I was hysterical at this point because his laugh is so, like he, the altitude Alaric gets. <laughs> it's, he was thrown so high in the air. And Damon's like, uh, excuse me? And then... He turns around and is stabbed in the stomach by Rebecca, who greets him with a hearty, hello, lover. So good. Hot take, uh, Claire Holt is hot. How are any of us to survive? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Rebecca. Rebecca, I was so happy. Take your revenge, girl. Do you? She deserves it. Yeah. 
so then town square, uh, Elena leaves Bonnie a very sad voicemail. She's like, please just call one of us back. We're all worried. Um, and then she hangs up and walks over to Caroline and Matt. And Matt is like, you know, reeling from the shocking revelation about Alaric. He's like, Mr. Saltzman, Mr. Saltzman was the most normal guy in town. Like, nah. He literally never was, Matt. You just were out of the loop. Sweet boy. Uh, he's such... He's so hard to lose. Also, um, I do like to touch because um, when they're saying, you know, Bonnie, you know, is dealing with everything, you just assume that, like, it's one of those things where Bonnie's not in the episode. Mm-hmm. You don't think it, like, you don't really think otherwise about it. And then it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, it's a good mislead. It's like she's, okay, like, Bonnie's gone to, like, lick her wounds for an episode and she's just not going to yeah. be in this one. And well, then they've done you. that before. Yeah. Wow. So then Matt's like, hey, is it weird that Klaus's brother is here? <laughs> and they all turn and they see Finn and Sage and they're like, what the fuck? And I had to remember, yes, Matt knows who Finn is because he was at the ball where they all drink blood. <laughs> where they all drink hot pink champagne. So we then cut over to Sage and Finn's little conversation. And uh, apparently they're in this spot where they like used to have their secret meetings. And Finn's like, wow, I really assumed you would have moved on after 900 years, which is kind of a neg. Uh, And Sage (laughs) is like, I took care of myself, but I never stopped loving you, Finn. I don't want you to die. And I'm like, him? (laughs) (laughs) I just, I feel like the best use of Finn character, if we have to use him, is that they should have given us a flashback episode. Jill, I know you don't like flashbacks episodes, like episodes, but a flashback episode that gives us Finn, obviously, because we, we've only seen the, the, the trio in the flashbacks. We have Finn as the gay pirate that we love. Mm-hmm. Get that. He never speaks. Then we also have, uh, you know, uh, Sage. We've got a wig situation. I like that. That's good. Sage in a really long wig. A plus. Uh, knowing that Finn used to, like, have a personality before he wanted to die, that could be something. It could be like, look what eternal life has done to this person. No thanks. Yeah. yeah. No, he, he only lived for 100 years before he was, like, time to... <laughs> yeah. Sage has kicked around a lot more. Yeah. Because are they a thousand or two? No, they're a thousand. Never mind. They are a thousand. I know this. <laughs> I know math. I know Vampire Diaries math. <laughs> nothing i'm not saying a single word what sorry jill sorry sorry just there's a spoiler for you jill that i cannot reveal but please know that i am wiping away some more tears yeah (laughs) regarding it i'm gonna keep this part in because yeah yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) regarding time (laughs) So we move on what? to the Salvatores. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we move on to the Salvatores. Uh, Stefan gets a call from Elena, and uh, she's like, "Hey, so Finn's outside with like some ex-girlfriend." And Stefan's like, "What the fuck, ex-girlfriend? This guy's been in a coffin for the last nine hundred years." <laughs> this is where I write in the chat. Did Stefan just realize that Finn might have game? and then he's like oh oh sage it's gotta be sage and elena's like cool so this means we have an opportunity right how do we do this and stefan's like sage is old she's really strong you don't stand a chance wait for like me and damon to get down there then stefan is on his way out and sees alaric on the ground (laughs) like in pain and he's like what the fuck happened he says rebecca happened 
<laughs> At least it wasn't his evil alter ego. Yeah, that guy <laughs> sucks. Also, I have a question. Mm-hmm. You think Sage and Lexi ever cross paths? Probably, right? Possibly, yeah. Let's get that fanfic going, guys. Would have liked that. <laughs> Would have loved that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so then, at OG Manor, Rebecca is chaining Damon up using, like, bear traps around his wrists to dangle him from the ceiling. Nice. Ow. Um, she makes a joke about what kind of monster would trap a poor defenseless animal with this. Damon's like, this is pretty kinky. Uh, she grabs a knife and starts to walk around him in circles, as you do when you have a sexy prisoner. <laughs> <laughs> you know from experience, Morgan, or? I would assume, uh, <laughs> based on my reading. Uh, Rebecca's like, you pretended to be interested in me. Then you slept with me so your trampy friend could steal my thoughts. She was doing so well. And she's like, gotta make sure to slut shame in the process. I know. And she's like, so I've decided to bleed the vervain from your system. To be fair, Rebecca has like missed feminism. She has. (laughs) She hasn't gotten to that part on Bing yet. She's got a Bing feminism. Uh, So she uh, rips Damon's shirt open and starts just like cutting him repeatedly. In in my mind, uh, ripping Damon's shirt open is feminism. Yep. Yep. So her plan is that she's going to drain all the vervain out of his system. Like she's going to bleed him out and uh, compel him to kill either Damon or Elena. Or Stefan or Elena because he is Damon. Oh shit, Stefan or Elena. Christ. Um, So... (laughs) She's like, but we're going to stick to the major arteries. And she, like, slits his throat. Uh, so good. It rolls. Uh, he deserves it. Yeah. I think all these effects look really good. Like, it's really fun. I love this shit. Klaus shows up and is like, cool. Don't you think it'd be easier to, like, hang him upside down to bleed him out? Uh, and Rebecca's like, look, I'm perfectly capable of inflicting pain. Thank you very much. Yeah, she <laughs> wants to make him suffer. She doesn't want to make it fast. Yeah, and, like, Klaus and Rebecca have this dumb mini fight about this, and Damon is just in the background, like, begging for death like he's Finn. <laughs> like, he is just like, this sucks. <laughs> now he knows how Stefan felt. I know. <laughs> so Klaus leaves, and he goes to see Bonnie, who he has, you know, snatched. <laughs> Bonnie's here, y'all. Yeah. So she's reading her grimoire and she's like, look, I'm studying the unlinking spell, but it's not that easy. Like, especially under duress. Agreed. I hate when I'm kidnapped and they're like, do a spell. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you just. <laughs> Klaus is like, look, if you're looking for a way to send help, I'll like fucking kill anybody who comes here to rescue you. And she's like, I just don't know if I'm strong enough to do this spell. And Klaus is like, well, you should have a little more faith in yourself. And he's like, I just kind of think that you're not really trying very hard, which means he might have gone to Sage's negging school. (laughs) And this is where I'm like, okay, they're hot. (laughs) Very much so. Yeah. Klaus picks up his phone, calls Cole, and we reveal that Cole is in Denver with Jeremy. (laughs) And he's taking videos of Jeremy playing with his dog. And you guys can't agree on what kind of dog it is. Get the fuck together. I like, maybe didn't look at it carefully enough. It looked like a yellow lab to me, but I'm an idiot. Who knows? I mean, I thought it was a golden retriever, but as soon as I saw Jeremy, I rolled my eyes. So it was like <laughs> a brief glimpse of the dog. Fair enough. <laughs> I didn't really saw the dog. I just saw him throwing something. I was like, a fucking, stop with your stupid AT&T phone, CW. i just been thinking about buying one, though, recently, so this was a good reminder. <laughs> Are you going to send for it with uh, stamps.com? Uh, yeah, look, I'll see you never again, post office. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so uh, the message is very clear. Uh, he is threatening Jeremy's life and Bonnie is really horrified. Whereas I'm just like, let it end. <laughs> uh, let Jeremy have the D for once. <laughs> let Jeremy die. Our next scene is back at the Salvatores. Uh, it's a Caroline and Alaric scene. And she is there to drop off his herbs. His herb juice is what I wrote in my notes. I'm like, ew. Yeah, uh, it seems like it tastes disgusting. And Alaric's like, this is gross. And Caroline's like, well, it's either this or you kill people. <laughs> I imagine it just like tastes savory, right? And you can probably make a tea out of it. Like, do more. I don't know. It's herbs. Like, like putting fucking thyme in water. Like, I'm sure it doesn't taste great, but like, it doesn't taste like garbage. I assume they're grosser herbs. <laughs> they might be, like, really bitter or something. Does it have to be water? Mm-hmm. Could it be any liquid? I mean, huh? would you, you like, like, soak dirt in Hawaiian punch? <laughs> <laughs> you get yourself a stew going and then just put the herbs in there. Okay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If it doesn't have to be like water, is what I'm saying. I guess Bonnie's not really concerned with making it taste good. Add it to a V8 or something. Oh. I don't like this. I used to take all my medicine with Hawaiian punch. Uh, (laughs) Wow, that is um, some white nonsense. (laughs) I like couldn't take pills as a kid. It like scared me. (laughs) Yeah, they just, I I would try. I'm like, I don't know how to swallow this. It just got like very soggy and it was disgusting. I'd have to like take it. (laughs) I. At one point, um, when I was getting really bad headaches uh, as, like, an 11-year-old, I did, like, empty capsules into spoonfuls of pudding. <laughs> and that was how I ate them as a child. I gained weight around this time. I have no idea why. <laughs> I don't know if there's oh. any correlations there. <laughs> oh, no. This was my mother's idea, and she is a nurse. Um, so take another, it up with her. Another sad Morgan story. <laughs> You're the Paul Shear of this podcast. You just have like the most depressing story. <laughs> oh no, I am the Paul. <laughs> um, so this Alaric and Caroline thing, like she's like, yeah, it's either that or kill people. And Alaric is immediately shamed and is like, hey, I, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, I'm really sorry. And Caroline's like, I mean, you know, I killed someone right after I was turned I have blood on my hands, like we all do. And Alaric's like, yeah, but the blood on my hands is your father's. And then Caroline says an insane line. Which is like, oh, maybe the guy I killed was someone's father too. Look, all I know is I'm no better than you. Uh, so I'm going to take a picture, uh, take a page from the Elena Gilbert handbook and choose to believe that you can be saved. Okay? Yeah. But also, like, the guy she killed was flirting with Bonnie, and, like, I assume he was a teen. And even if he's, like, let's say he's 21, let's yeah. say that at most. Yeah. Like, I would assume this father is not flirting with Bonnie. Yeah, I, I think this is just to make Rick feel better. <laughs> but it's My weird. Logic. It is weird, though. I'm like, yeah, it, it was a young man. <laughs> it was a child. Caroline, you killed a child. Yeah. Oh, Caroline. But just one... <laughs> just the one and he could, he could have been a dad could have <laughs> uh, so then we have a Elena Stefan scene at the grill and Elena's like hey how's Rick and he's like ah he's fine he's banged up Caroline's gonna stay with him um, but Matt texted me and said Finn's still here so we gotta plan our next move also it's at the outside of the grill I feel like oh, yeah. that should be noted because there's, there's a different vibe between scenes outside the grill and scenes inside the grill you're absolutely right this is outside the grill because they're talking about Finn being inside the grill <laughs> 
And um, Elena's like, wait, 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 no. If Rebecca has Damon, our next move is saving Damon. And Stefan's like, nope, not interested. We're killing originals. <laughs> we got a plan. We got to stick to it. Elena's like, no. And Stefan's like, look, I get that you're concerned. But like, if he knew that even for one second, we were like missing a chance to kill these people, he'd freak the fuck out. And Elena's like, yeah, but you also know that if the roles were reversed, he'd drop everything to save you. And Elena is not pleased. And Stefan's like, whatever, I'll figure it out myself. And he, you know, walks off. Because he's a little bitch boy. He's a little bitch boy, but he is right. That Danny would be like, wow, you saved me. You fucked up tremendously. <laughs> yes, but I'm also just like, it's not like you can't send anyone to help Damon. I mean, who? Who are you going to send? Matt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, we need him to kill the original vampire. <laughs> so Matt's actually... Very important. <laughs> I mean, yes, Rebecca likes Matt, but I don't know. Cole's not around, actually. That helps Matt's, like, chances of living drastic go up. But I'm imagining, like, Matt showing up to seduce Rebecca. And, like, hello. <laughs> her being, like, excuse me? Him in a jean jacket coming to seduce her? Oh, no. <laughs> A jean jacket with a fleece collar being like, I'm sad, but nice. And Rebecca's like, cool. See you guys all later. <laughs> Want to talk about our terrible moms and our dead sisters? <laughs> she does. <laughs> He's wounded. So then with Klaus, Damon is weak. The lighting is soft. <laughs> and someone the is approaching. Is so soft, which I think gives it away. Yeah. Do you think they should have done it? The, the soft lighting, should, should they have just made it, like, the normal filming? Because I feel like for later when Stefan shows up and he thinks that it is a dream again, they should have at least done soft lighting then to make you question it. Um, I agree with that. I think they try to kind of, like, stylistically mess with it a little by, like, going upside down and stuff to hide that the lighting is soft. I don't know. It's, I, I, it's pretty obvious it's soft. It's, yeah, yeah. it's drastic. He's an expert <laughs> in soft lighting. <laughs> I know when that lighting is soft. I know when that lighting is S-A-W-F-T soft. <laughs> and this was, uh, it didn't bother me. I don't mind, like, knowing this is a dream. Like, I think, I think it's nice. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes you want to fool Jill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was not fooled at all. Yeah. But uh, Elena saves him in this uh, very clear, like, hallucination slash dream sequence. And uh, she has to, like, kind of, like, carry him, essentially, like, out of the room. And he collapses. And she's like, we have to keep going. And she gives him her blood. But she, like, puts her wrist in front of her mouth. So they're, like, almost doing that thing you do if you want to, like, stage kiss someone and not kiss someone where you kiss your hand and you put your hand over their mouth, but with vampirism. She's also wearing, like, a lot of layers, right? So, like, her wrist is also kind of covered, mm-hmm. if, if I remember correctly. It's 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 all kind of weird situation. Yeah, it's strange, but also their faces are real close and it's nice. <laughs> but I guess also it's just Rebecca being like, well, what would like really get Damon going? <laughs> so that's, that's part of why it's so weird is that. Yeah, is that the lighting is like soft and porny. Mm-hmm. She's basically just mocking him with all of it. Yes, she's like, we've all seen, what is it, season seven of Buffy when, Sp- when, when Spike hallucinates Buffy coming to rescue him. Has Rebecca seen Buffy? <laughs> what? Has Rebecca seen Buffy? <laughs> she... Took the time. She's like, I don't have time to do everything, but there's like one show about vampires that everybody talks about, so maybe I should check it out. <laughs> She's like, yeah, that one show about vampires. The Sopranos. 
She accidentally watches The Sopranos instead of Buffy. She's like, when's the fucking vampires show up? This is just uh, all talking about ducks and pools and shit and men's uh, inferiority complexes and issues with their mother. I know about this. <laughs> we love Rebecca, but I, I do appreciate this new bit of her just being so <laughs> confused by the world. Yeah. Oh, 1969. Yeah. The year of the moon landing. The what now? <laughs> <laughs> the, huh? <laughs> Can you believe they, they said a man was on the moon? I said, I can't keep going back to that. It's so good. <laughs> Klaus, Klaus convincing Rebecca that women still can't vote. Oh, my God. I mean, like, I mean, I guess. <laughs> she doesn't know she could bing it and find out the truth. Uh, see, you know who would be her friend? Jenna would be her fucking friend. Yeah, she would. She'd be like, Rebecca's nice. <laughs> when you don't want, when you aren't trying to, like, murder her or leverage her, she's nice. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, I love it. So Damon wakes up, realizes what happened. He calls Rebecca a bitch. And Rebecca's like, not so fun when someone messes with your thoughts, is it? And Damon's like, I don't know, I was having a pretty good time. Mm -hmm. And Rebecca's like, well, I hope you were nicer to Elena than you were to me. And he's like, Jesus, couldn't have hurt you that bad, right? Like, Damon, like, read the fucking room. Yeah, and then he's like, continues to be mean. He's like, you didn't really think I had a thing for you, did you? Damon. Yes, she did. Yes, and then he says, I get it. If Klaus bossed me around for a thousand years, I'd probably be pretty desperate for attention, too. Maybe she should have just killed him right here, and it would have been acceptable. She low-key should have. Uh, She stabs him in the stomach, and he, like, screams. Then Bonnie hears it, like, as she's leaving. And Klaus is like, don't let that bother you. (laughs) And Bonnie's like, uh, it bothers me. It's not cool. And Klaus is like, you're just being emotional. So first he mansplained torture to Rebecca, and now he is telling Bonnie that she's too emotional. (laughs) Two points against Klaus. He called no women goddesses in this episode. (laughs) And he's like, look, I know things have been rough for you with your mom. I can help you find her. I have people who can help. Or if you want, they can just bring parts of her back. (laughs) And it's really fucked. And he's like, just do the goddamn spell. And he, you know, gives her all of his siblings blood and puts it on a table. And he's like, you gonna do the magic? And she's like, fucking fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's good. And like we were saying, uh, give us Bonnie and Klaus. Mm -hmm. And also, um... Joseph Morgan has chemistry with black people in real life on these shows. Uh, not Yeah, not just this show. I'm just saying, Jill. Joseph Morgan interacts with more black people as uh, the shows progress. Really? Joseph Morgan is an ally. Uh, pass it on. And there are just more black characters in the Yeah, there are just more black well. people. Yes. <laughs> we can say that, like, part of, like, the entire premise of the originals is that, like, the other lead besides Klaus, mm. obviously, yeah. is, is a black man. Yeah. Okay. And he's, it's, about, it's about their relationship, basically. Is he a witch? No. Okay. I will tell you this. He fucking rules. He's so fucking hot, too. Okay. And he is in, he is in Same Time Next Christmas with the uh, artist formerly known as Liam Michelle. You can say who the actor is because, like, it's a stab. Like, it's not really cool. Yeah. Charles Michael Davis, if you've never seen him, you should look him up immediately. He's uh, incredibly he's... handsome. Yes, like, Charles he... Michael Davis. He's also on Younger. He's Hilary Duff's love interest there. Mm, he is. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, like the final season of originals, he was doing that and younger, and I'm like, yes. Yeah, Joe. Yes. Are you losing your mind? (laughs) Yeah, he, like, obviously, along with the originals who go over to the originals, is, like, the lead of the originals. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God. Yep. It is his show, yeah. (laughs) 
Wow. He is so fucking charismatic. It is beautiful, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's right? stunning. <laughs> you are. You're going to be very happy. Yeah. You'll be happy. <laughs> oh no! What? You? I missed broken Jill. She's her, she was froze. She's, she's like she's staring at a man. Yeah, I'll put it down. We can Tyler Hoomst. Ooh, I, know, I think she, I think she's thinking of both of them right now. Actually, yeah. So then we go uh, to the grill, and Sage is bullying Finn for never having had tequila before. But to be fair, he has been in a box for 900 years. <laughs> He's had time. There was a ball. There's probably an open bar at that ball. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do shots. And he's like, are you happy now? And uh, he's like, I'm truly awed by the evolution of mankind. And, you know, make Sage laugh. <laughs> I I kind of wish that he didn't die just because I want to see Sage trying to make him enjoy life. And her realizing this is futile. And again, <laughs> so she just goes to him. <laughs> Would have loved it. Uh, so then we reveal that um, Sage has turned this guy Troy, made him her lackey. She's like, I'm in en- enemy territory. Like, I had no fucking clue if I'd need backup. We can't trust We're the anybody. the fucking smartest vampires around. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Finn seems, like, very upset to know that she turned someone. Yeah, I wish we, again, we, he clearly, I feel like he has a controlling situation that we don't get to focus on because he's Finn and he's boring and yeah. Then uh, Matt um, gets them more shots and spikes them with Vervain. Ah. Uh, yeah. Even just in that little tiny moment, Sage is like, Maddie Blue, I see something in you. Hello, Maddie Blue. <laughs> uh, so then uh, Bonnie starts doing the spell. Uh, then we cut back to the grill. Asmatos. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love that there is literally only one spell on this show. Best. And every time she says it, I love it. Asmatos. <laughs> All around. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So at the grill, uh, Finn is like, okay, so how many people have you turned? Which is a very weird, like, what's your number conversation? She's like, I don't know. A lot. Don't judge me. But also, let's get a spinoff. What's your number style uh, spinoff with Saints? (laughs) Okay. Yes. Uh, So uh, Finn's like, yeah, exactly. I turned you. My passion overtook my morals. And she's like, oh, I don't know. My passion overtakes my morals on a daily basis. <laughs> it's called being fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe read a book about it. <laughs> Bonnie keeps spelling and back to the grill. They get their shots. They're like, finally, they take their shots, but they start choking because it's for vain. And they see that Stefan's there and so they try to walk out. Uh, oh, no, they see Stefan. Stefan darts out and they try to follow him. Mm. More spells, more spells, more spells. Um, then outside, Stefan hides, but Ben and Sage like immediately get the jump on him and he drops his stake. At least. In Sage's case, she is an older vampire. Technically, Finn's only 100 because he was asleep for <laughs> all the other years. Yeah. So he's like, I feel like in power, he shouldn't count as a, as a thousand year old vampire, right? I think he does, though. I mean, like, isn't it like the older you get? I don't know. I mean, he got older, but he didn't like get to, get to. I feel like if you use it, you don't use it, you lose it, obviously. <laughs> oh my God. Just ask Stefan. So Finn runs downstairs to grab the steak. Spell, spell, spell. The blood is becoming, is separating. And then Finn is about to grab the stake when Elena and Matt burst out the back door and and Elena shoots Finn in the stomach with a crossbow and Matt runs in and fucking stabs him right in the heart. It rules. Finn dies. And uh, Sage is really sad. And uh, Finn's body catches on fire and it fucking rules. 
Yeah. So original death is basically like, here's all the deaths. I'm surprised his like head didn't fall off. Yeah, because he like he like gets all desiccated and veiny, like like you do, and then bursts into flames. Like his head should have fallen out. His like heart should have just, like plopped out. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be as gruesome as possible. Matt kills Ben, and it's cool. Yes. <laughs> that, that's true. Oh yes, I know what I want to say. Okay, so. Finn sucks. Yes. We've established this. And Cole, like, we've talked a lot about this. And because in theory, Cole should work. Mm-hmm. I think he, in theory, complements, like, the other originals very well. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if it's necessarily that Nathaniel Bazalik is bad as Cole, as, or that it's just a smarminess that doesn't quite track with the rest of the family. And I, I feel like when they elaborate on it, it like you can they explain why he's kind of like the black sheep of the family mm. in a way where in theory class is really the black sheep of the family as we know because yeah. you know he's he's a hybrid <laughs> and he's a little bitch boy mm-hmm. <laughs> but like when you bring in the always and forever crew that just that makes cole um the the actual black sheep and then finn some boring guy that they know i guess <laughs> <laughs> they kind of know like he's been dead forever <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I know they, they explain some of that away, but I also just think it's like, we just, like, everyone else is sympathetic in some way. Like, Elijah's yeah. just so honorable. Klaus, you understand that, like, he has all this stuff with his dad and was, like, abused and all of this stuff and has always felt that he didn't belong, so he has, like, a complex yeah. about not belonging. And, um, you know, Rebecca is also very vulnerable and has, yeah. you know, too big a heart and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And Cole is me. He's <laughs> wild card bitches i mean again it is so i know you are not a fan of the flashbacks although you kind of liked the the original flashbacks a little bit yeah um yeah you like part of it but that's the thing with once you do cast uh your cole and your friend you gotta have a show flashbacks with them to at least give them some perspective and we don't get that so all we know about them is that Finn is boring as fuck mm-hmm. and uh cole is a, a meanie yeah. and Without obviously part of the the allure of the originals in general, I'm not even saying like who lives or who dies moving forward in the show is that you are able to have flashbacks of the Michaels and family from multiple eras, obviously. So you will get backstory on these characters eventually, mm-hmm. and I think that helps a lot, especially especially with Cole. Even though I still don't think Nathaniel Bazalik is great, I think the character. I think I like the story they tell with the character at least of, like, why he is the way he is. But I just don't think that The Vampire Diaries has given us that at all. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird when they give us so much. But, like, especially with where we are in the story now, and it's like, oh, we can kill originals, and we should be killing originals. Yeah. Like, I kind of wish we would have known a little bit more about the two bonus originals that we have so far before we go on. Because, again, we know every we know everything we need to know about Klaus and Elijah and Rebecca to care about them. Mm-hmm. We don't have that same thing with Finn, who is dead. We just know that Finn's boring. Yeah. And that's fine. That's why it's fine to kill him. Yeah, I agree. Thoughts and opinions. I have them. <laughs> and I love them. Jill, what do you feel about my thoughts and opinions? I would probably accept a flashback to get to know Cole or Finn better, just so there's something. <laughs> yeah. Because, yeah, it's just... They're there. Yeah. <laughs> They're pretty thinly sketched, yeah. Yeah. I will say I think that the originals does a good job to fill in the blanks with both Cole and Finn as characters. Um, now, our next scene is with Klaus. Bonnie's completed the spell. Uh, 
<laughs> the blood's all separated, and Rebecca, like, comes out of uh, her torture room, wiping blood off her hands as Klaus escorts Bonnie out of the house. And she's like, aw, leaving so soon? <laughs> she's an asshole. Klaus is like, be nice to my guest. She's who should be my love interest. And Rebecca's <laughs> like, thank you, Bonnie. See you in physics class. <laughs> like, bitch, you take history and history also- too. <laughs> I can't believe it's taking me this long to mention this, because uh, I, again, I was just reminded of this from the season one finale. You know who Justin Morgan uh, used to date? He, who he dated before he, of course, got with Chris White? Mm-hmm. Emily Van Kemp of Everwood, who we have mentioned and her, numerous of uh, either her former love interests on the show have uh, existed. But yes, they were a couple in real life. Agent 13 herself? <laughs> Emily Thorne herself! Hey. She kissed Captain America one time. Pretty cool. Did. <laughs> Good for her. So, have you guys have you guys watched Revenge? I have not. Jill, <laughs> come on. No, Morgan, come on. Morgan, Revenge is like so up your alley. I've heard that it is, and it's like <laughs> on the long list. But again, I am taking uh, Michael through Gossip Girl right now, which I, know. I don't know if you remember. It's Infinity episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so Bonnie's walking out. She catches a glimpse of Damon. He doesn't look well. And she's pretty <laughs> fucking horrified. And class is like, oh, yeah. Oof. Excuse the mess. Apparently Damon, like, hurt her feelings. He's like, but I mean, if you want to go help him, if you want to go save the guy who turned your mom into a vampire, I guess you could do that. This moment, uh, everything about this is hot. <laughs> it is hot. It is good. It is like he's really like challenging her in this moment. And it's it is very charged. And she is like holding her ground. And obviously the thing is like, even if she wanted to help, there's nothing she can do. So she like, you know, keeps a stiff upper lip and like gets out of there. And it's good shit. Then we go to Salvatore House and we have this scene with like Stefan and Elena getting there. Rick's been given his herbs. He went home. And I'm like, why would you let him do that? But okay. (laughs) They're all like, I guess Damon's his only friend now. So none of us can take care of him. But like, there should be a caretaker for Alaric at all points from now on. 100%. So Caroline's like, so are we all good? Like, you killed Finn. Like, are we good? Yeah, and (laughs) Stefan's like, well, I won't believe it until I see Klaus's dead body myself. Then Elena's phone rings. It's Bonnie. And Bonnie's like, Klaus has Damon. She's like, wait, Klaus should be dead. We killed Finn. And she's like, no, he forced me to unlink all of the siblings. He's still alive. Klaus is at Damon's manor. Like, it's really bad. He threatened Jeremy and my mom. And she just, like, starts to break down. And she's just like, I have to go. Because, like, Elena asks if she's okay. And she just says, I don't know. Bonnie, baby. She breaks down. She hangs up. She does a controlled slide against her car. She fucking does. I'm like, yeah, you do. But also, leave Bonnie alone. (laughs) It's so fucked. It's really, really sad. Kat Graham is really good in the scene. It made me very emotional. Yeah, let let her be happy. <laughs> Remember when like Bonnie was the happy one in the pilot, mm-hmm. uh, and that was it. I, I I even said this is the last time Bonnie will be happy. That's so sad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, it's really fucked. Then at the Salvatores, Stefan's like getting is leaving to go kill Klaus, and he's, he's like stay with Caroline. 
call you when it's over. And Elena's like, we should have a plan. Elena, I want you to shut up. <laughs> that is what Stefan says. He's like, the fucking plan is for Klaus to die. <laughs> and she's like, you're acting on anger. And he's like, well, anger gets things done, uh, which is a fair point. I think both of them are being very dumb right now, as I mean, much as I love them. The combination of Elena being like, we should go save Damon. And, and die, and then be like, we should come up with a plan. Like, what plan? The only plan is to go save Damon, <laughs> or he'll die. Yeah, uh, Stefan is just like, Klaus doesn't get to survive this, not after everything he took from me, and he storms out, and Caroline Aww. gets equipped. She's like, I miss well-adjusted, Stefan. <laughs> <laughs> she does, and I'm like, ah, team Stefan, and then Caroline rises again. <laughs> <laughs> It's been, it's been a while since I can't even say anything regarding that. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, Stefan is thrown forcibly back through the door by Sage. And uh, Caroline starts to attack her, but Sage just like throws her on the ground. And Troy is there for backup. Fucking Troy. And you got upset about like Caroline getting hurt, of course. But I was just like, Sage saying ding dong is hot. So Don't like it. Oh, that was you um, doing anger and not a shake weight situation? <laughs> no, I'm going... <laughs> me do uh, it. I don't like it. <laughs> it is better that we can see each other now. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing a big grumpy gesture because I don't like it. Well, the first two gestures were definitely shake weights, you guys. Whatever. Uh, so uh, <laughs> Stefan's like, I had to kill him, Sage. And she goes, oh, so you remember me. Then you know I like to go all ten rounds. Uh, I Ooh. forgot about everything <laughs> that I've ever known. And I was like, wow, uh, that's arguably the coolest thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> She's so problematic. It's so fucking hot. Nothing's hotter. I'm in. Um, do whatever you want, I guess. Kill him. Kill something. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, uh, they start to fight. But out of nowhere, uh, she just like starts dying. And she coughs up blood. And then she and Troy both die. And they're all like, what the fuck? They just both died within an hour of Finn. And then oh. they figure it out. After Caroline says the dumbest thing. Mm -hmm. She's like, is this like a hybrid bite? Or is she so in love with Finn? She just died of sadness. <laughs> Girl. My queen. Girl. And uh, Stefan realized that it's the blood. It's the bloodline. Finn turned Sage. Sage turned Troy. They're all part of the same vampire bloodline. So when an original dies, every vampire turned from their bloodline dies along with them. And Elaine is like, so that means if the originals die, so do all of you. So does the entire vampire species. Oh boy, a twist, baby. A twist. And Jill's like, what? Yeah, holy shit. Yeah. That's, How'd you like this, Jill? I love this twist. That's big. That's a good plot device is what that is. That is a big deal. And it's gonna fuck everything up. It's, a, it's an amazing wrench to throw into everything. Yeah. Yeah, it's because I mean, you know, like, it's, it's really hard to do the like, villain that settles into not even always like being part of the gang, but being like a antagonist we deal with and don't kill off. Yeah. Like what you do with Spike and Buffy. Right. Like, mm -hmm. although I don't think if I remember correctly, Klaus ever really becomes part of the gang. Oh, like, God, no. I think I think yeah, I think that the show is very smart to not make him part of the gang. And obviously we were talking at the beginning of the season, this is like oh, well, Klaus is the worst thing. And then it's like, no, Michael's the worst thing. And now we have Esther being the worst thing. I do kind of like that Klaus is not their friend still. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's it's more like, I'm thinking like, 
early season four Spike, like I'm thinking chip in the head Spike, the idea that like he doesn't like them and they're not like he's a prisoner when he hangs out with them. Like they're very um, people that uh, decided not to kill each other, but it goes no further than that. And this is a fun way to justify that because like for a television character, for Klaus to continue to be a character on the show, he has to not die. (laughs) Yeah, it's literally a stalemate in, in the chess game they're always playing. That is the word that I was looking for. And thank you. (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) I am stupid Um, so Stefan gears up and he goes to original uh, to original manor and he he walks up to Damon and Damon's like oh this is like way less cool than when Elena saved me in my mind (laughs) Uh, and Stefan starts screaming for Klaus to come here so they can fight and Klaus sees him and goes oh good a hero what do you want (laughs) He says, I'm here to make a deal. I'm going to trade my eight stakes made of white oak, the part of Wickery Bridge that you forgot to burn for my brother's life. And Rebecca's like, that's not possible. And he's like, it actually really is. I've killed Finn. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, well, I guess he doesn't say he killed Finn. He just says Finn is dead. Because he doesn't want to mention that actually it was very cool and Matt did it. (laughs) Doesn't Klaus ask who did it? And then he does not answer, which is thank God, because Matt would be dead. (laughs) Uh, Rebecca asks, you killed my brother? And they just don't say anything. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, they pretend for a second they care about Finn. And uh, obviously Klaus is a little dick in the later scene, but like, he's right when he's, with everything he says about Finn. Yeah. He's like, "Um, how do I know there aren't any more left? And Stefan's like, oh, because there aren't? Then Klaus is like, well, let's be certain. And he goes over to Damon and he like tries to compel him to go home and to leave. And so he starts leaving. He starts pulling his wrist out of the bear trap. And it's like really disgusting. And it's like peeling the flesh off the bone. It rolls. It looks gross as shit. I loved it. (laughs) So then back in the Salvatore house, we have this Caroline and Elena scene. Caroline makes a quip about how she's really bad at vampire corpse disposal. (laughs) I mean, so is Damon, and he does it a lot. <laughs> uh, and they're like, she's like, where's Stefan? And he's like, oh, he's trading stakes for Damon. And Caroline's like, wait, what the fuck? All of them? She's like, no, not all of them. We still have three, you know, enough to kill three out of the four of them if we can figure out who to save. But we have no clue how to do it. You were turned with Damon's blood. Damon and Stefan were turned by Catherine. Catherine was turned by Rose. But we have no idea who turned her. Um, he says, but if we can link it back to one original... And if the odds are in our favor, hopefully it won't be Klaus and we can still kill him. And Caroline's like, uh, hold up. <laughs> Klaus turned Tyler. Also, um, hold up. <laughs> hold up. Hold up. Uh, excuse <laughs> you guys. <laughs> uh, Jill, any uh, As City High said, what would you do if your hybrid was at home and uh, Klaus was about to kill him on the bedroom floor? <laughs> What are, the, what are the lyrics to the City High song? <laughs> I forgot. Um, Jill, how are you doing? Your two boys linked together. Yeah. Um. I mean, Tyler is much more my boy than Klaus. Uh, but Klaus could be tied to other boys that you have, like Damo and and Steve. That's so. fair. Um, Tyler's still the boy of my heart, so protect him at all costs. Um. <laughs> Which means protect Klaus at all costs. <laughs> I think at this point, uh, just getting a little frustrated with Klaus, honestly, besides when he growls. Yeah. <laughs> His Fair. growls are great, but otherwise I'm like, okay. 
Because you're already kind of figuring, as we said numerous times, you're kind of figuring out, like, the Klaus patter. You're just like, uh, yes, we, we get it, Klaus. Uh, no one loves you. Uh, yeah. You need your hybrids. They're your only family, blah, blah, blah. Break They're a conspiring against you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, speaking of Klaus, he feels satisfied with uh, Damon doing uh, something that hurts him very greatly. And he's like, cool, you can finally be compelled. So, minus the stake that's in my brother, how many more are out there? And Damon's like, uh, 11. And he goes, oh, so not eight? <laughs> and Rebecca's like, you really shouldn't have lied. But Stefan just goes, I'll get you the other three. It's like, why should they believe you now, Steve? You idiot. Yeah, it's really fucked. Like, he's like, I'm going to compel your brother to chew out his own tongue. And Stefan's like, what's wrong with you? And Klaus yells, what's wrong with you? Do you really have Turns no appreciation for me? <laughs> I was at this point just yelling. Like... What the fuck? Like, Klaus is crying. Like, his mascara is running down his cheeks <laughs> as he yells, I have given you someone to hate, to loathe, a target for all your anger so you don't have to turn it on yourself. I've given your life purpose as your friend. You should be thanking me. Uh, I love that Klaus is so like, we're friends, right? And he's, like, doing all of this basically because he doesn't want Stefan to, like, do the self-loathing thing anymore. <laughs> It's like, why won't you be my friend? <laughs> He's like, if you won't be my friend, I'll be your enemy just so you don't attack yourself. And it's like, oh, you twisted weird boy. Oh, it's this complicated relationship. So uh, Stefan almost stakes Klaus and Klaus grabs him by the wrist and is like, back the fuck up or you both die. Oh, well, this is also the scene where I was like, you know what? Uh, Klaus should uh, kiss Stefan to get like uh, the truth about uh, the stakes. Yes. He doesn't need to torture a demon. Just give him a little kiss. Give him a little smooch. Kiss. Get that memory. Yeah. <laughs> now that's the thing we know is a part of it. Uh, so Klaus is like, cool. So you've got that one. Now go get me the other two. And Rebecca's like, this is ridiculous. I need to ins- assert myself here. And she <laughs> lets Damon go. And I don't know why. She's like, I brought him here. I get to release him. It's my rules. Bring us the stakes. We'll both live. Take your brother as a sign of good faith. I'm like, this makes no sense, Rebecca. I feel like, so obviously she was torturing Damon, but she was doing it like slowly and not as badly as what Klaus was doing and would do. Yeah. And she's just like, uh, I'm so tired of this and whatever Klaus's weird thing is with Stefan. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's part of it. And again, as we mentioned, Klaus was like mansplaining how to torture from the very beginning. So Stefan leaves and Klaus is like, bring us the stakes or I'll wage a war against everyone you love. Oh boy. <laughs> then he and Rebecca have this scene where like, she's like, I can't believe Finn's dead. And he's like, he, and Klaus is like, he was an embarrassment. <laughs> he's like, yeah, let's all say a prayer for Finn who slept in a box longer than he lived as a man. He was a lovesick fool and he's better off at death. And I'm like, that's on you though. <laughs> that he was in a box for all that time. I mean... He sucked. And I don't know if he was a love struck fool because, like... Not a lot of evidence about He's like, I just want to die. He loved dying. He loved <laughs> the idea of dying. If anything, they should be happy for him. He, his fondest wish has come true. <laughs> Maybe that's why Klaus is so upset. It's just like, well, Finn finally got what he wanted. <laughs> He's like, when am I going to get what I want? And uh, Rebecca's like, you know what? Like fucking hell like she's like is that what you'd say about me if i died like this sucks like the salvatores fight but they would die for each other like at least they're a real family you ruined ours 
And uh, Klaus is like, I'm leaving as soon as I get my stakes. I'm taking Elena. And I'm going to use her blood to make a new family. A cool one. Oh, bitch. <laughs> a middle child bitch. <laughs> and Rebecca's like, well, what if I choose to stay? And he's like, well, then you're just as pathetic as Finn. And he leaves. And I'm like, shut up, you piss baby. <laughs> so what do you think about this little piss baby? It's, yeah. He's being a piss baby. <laughs> it's so, no, oh, Klaus. <laughs> God. So then we have a Stefan and Elena scene and um, she's like, hey, how are you? Uh, and Stefan's like, <laughs> oh, she's like, mm-hmm. yeah, it is exactly okay. it. And he's like, I'll be a lot better once we get a Laric steak back. And she's like, OK, cool. <laughs> Seems kind of uh, like dumb of you to have gone off to try to kill Klaus on your own. And he's like, well, you don't have to worry about that anymore because I've realized Klaus isn't worth it. Like all the energy I've wasted hating him was for nothing. Like, it's done. It's over. We lost. I'm back where I started. And Elena's like, that's not true. Like, you've come out on the other side and beat him by being better than him. And Stefan is so goddamn angsty. He's like, and what did I lose in the process? Why does he fucking sound like like Luke Perry in your impression? <laughs> fucking Dylan McKay sounding ass. That's what he sounds like. Look, I didn't say my impressions were good. They are just what they are. <laughs> Stefan's not that cool. Um, like he's like, look, hating Klaus is easy. It was like a good way to ignore. Like he kind of like uses Klaus's logic. He's like, it's a good way to ignore everything that's happening around me. But now I have to actually deal with you know. The mess I've made of my life. He has to deal with what he's done, as Linkin Park sang in the song, <laughs> What I've Done. The, from the Transformers soundtrack. <laughs> oh, man. Which Transformers feature film? Um, the first one. <laughs> what I've done, I face myself to cross out what I've become. Erase myself. Let go of what I've done. I thought immediately you're correct, but I needed to hear that. Oh yeah, I'm correct. Do you want to sing any more Linkin Park songs for the for the listeners for the Ampy? No, I'm gonna do a numb encore when we do our Miami Vice episodes. No. I am not. I watched one full minute of Miami Vice and it started in the middle, just like everybody says. And I saw Justin Theroux and I got so excited. And then someone was like, he's not in it that much. And I was like, fuck this. And I turned it off. <laughs> like, Time to watch the Charlie's Angels full throttle again. Yep, I probably did. <laughs> Give us the rings. <laughs> did you think about peen? <laughs> Joel, have you seen Charlie's Angels full throttle? Uh, yes, but when I was little, so I don't remember. Ah, Jill. Jill. I know. Jill, you know that, like, Justin Theroux is shirtless for his entire performance in that movie, right? And he's, like, a sexy, evil Irish villain that is, like, Drew Barrymore's, like, formative bad boy. And the accent he's doing. My formative bad boy. (laughs) From being in Charlie's Angels Full Throttle. I know that arse anywhere, Helen! (laughs) (laughs) A king. Uh, Michael's big point is, like, never has it been so clear that a part was written for another actor. He's like, this was supposed to be Colin Farrell. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm so glad that it was instead Justin (laughs) Theroux. Ah, peeing. (laughs) Peeing. 
That's We're saying me. pain, Joe. We're saying pain. We got it. That's how got he it. says okay. pain in his accent. How are you? Like, it's like, it's a crazy accent. It's, I, I have to, Joe's so good. When we watch Charlie's Angels for the pod, you're going to love it. I can't wait. I'm so excited. <laughs> we should have to find someone. I feel like we, I don't, I want, I wish we could do it with someone who likes the, the TV show. Because so, I feel like we should include the original, like, TV show. You gotta find an old person, okay? Yeah, I gotta find an old person. <laughs> hey, are you old? Do you like the original Charlie's Angels television show? Yeah, if you like the original Charlie's Angels television show, let us know. Okay. So, uh, Stefan's like, you need to admit it to me. And she's like, what? Admit what? And she's like, fucking say it. And she's like, I have nothing to admit. I never stopped loving you. And he's like, I know you didn't. Even though I did, like, everything I could to push you away. But it's my fault. All of this is my fault. And she's like, what? And he's like, you're also in love with Damon. Elena's like, uh, who, me? (laughs) Jill. Go on. I I don't think she loves him yet. You don't think she loves Damon yet? Yeah. I mean, she's, she said the line that she's fallen for vampires. That's a previous line earlier in the season. Here she says, I don't know what I feel. I believe that. Mm-hmm. It's pretty complicated, but it's obvious that it's but big. There's something there. There's for sure. She's, uh, she's uh, pretending it's not there, but it is very much there. <laughs> kind of seems like it's there <laughs> yeah all of this time she's you know denying that it's there but maybe one day she will be um breaking the habit <laughs> you gotta go uh so <laughs> i don't know what's happening i don't know this one i didn't get i'm like i don't know this you don't know this Linkin park song breaking the habit oh no i only know what i've done from the transformer soundtrack <laughs> no encore and numb original. <laughs> I'm disappointed in you guys for not knowing Lincoln Park songs. Too busy listening to Fall Out Boy, baby. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> listening to Birdie, baby. <laughs> so back at Rick's apartment, uh, Damon shows up and he's like, hey, I need your steak. And Rick's like, cool. I put it behind all these books. And Damon's like, really? Some shitty hiding place. And Lark's like, shut the fuck up. It's not here. They can't find it. They start tearing through the shelves. And Dave's like, well, maybe you forgot what shelf you put it on. He's like, I didn't fucking forget. I put it here. A steak doesn't just vanish into thin air. And Damon's like, well, who did you tell? And he's like, I didn't tell anybody, Damon. I'm I'm the only one who knew. (laughs) (laughs) And Damon delivers my favorite, one of my favorite lines, and arguably Michael Jason's favorite line in the history of the show, which is as follows. No. Are you telling me that your vampire-hating alter ego has a stake that can kill an entire line of vampires, possibly mine? And Alaric looks right in his face and says, that's exactly what I'm telling you. <laughs> and the episode ends and I scream forever. <laughs> wow, and then you scream so hard that Zencaster broke. I yeah. broke. Yeah, I did break Zencaster with my screams. You guys, it's fucking legends only. Um, I have written in my notebook, best scene of ever. <laughs> wow. Wow. Thumbs up. <laughs> best scene of ever. And yet you, you brought up the give us the rings uh, scene. So I don't know what you're talking about. Fair. Good point. Best scene in the vamp. That doesn't involve Justin Thoreau. <laughs> uh, and that's our apps. Those are our apps. We talked about them after three hours. Yes, yep. we did. Yes. Rankings and crushes. Joe, go. All right, rankings. rankings. Oh, buckle in, you guys. Crushes. <laughs> <clears throat>
for the rankings, it has switched up quite a bit. <laughs> oh, is it because Tyler's dead? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't saying oh no to hurting your feelings. I was saying that to my book that I put around my microphone to try to uh, negate any noise. It fell over. Okay. Yeah. Notice. I don't, I don't care about your pain. About feelings. <laughs> no. Being punished. Okay. Rankings. Coming in at number six, we have Demo. Wow. At the Low. bottom. Baby. Bottom. Number bottom five, <laughs> we have Steve. <gasps> wow. Wow. Oh, okay. I, I can see where this is going. <laughs> uh, number four, Miss Bonnie. 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 Positive podcast. Positive. Number three, <laughs> first and only time. <laughs> will be sage <laughs> yeah there it is i knew she was making it once i saw the yeah. boys were super low <laughs> uh, number two is rebecca hell yeah and consistently number one caroline yes the ladies have dethroned the boys hell yeah yes. your boys tell michael that jill said Fuck boys. Fuck boys. <laughs> no boys allowed. No boys allowed. Girls are rated supreme. Crushes. <laughs> Crushes. Crushes. Um, I'm genuinely trying to think. If I may, for the first episode, my crush is the trio <laughs> of Rebecca, Damon, and Sage. Yes. <laughs> for the second episode, um... I think my crush is Klaus and Bonnie. Ooh. They're hot together. Yeah. These I are like my exact it. crushes, by the way. Ooh, hell yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, fuck, they're not being a threesome. Do a threesome. Yep. And fuck Klaus and Bonnie not kissing. Because even it's like if you do the Caroline thing as a misdirect and then pick it up here and he's like, whoa, holy shit, like Bonnie rules. And then like, you know, goes from there. That would be so cool. Go <laughs> could have kissed. <laughs> could have done a little smooch. The rules when people kiss. <laughs> Let so. people kiss. Uh, my crushes, the first episode is also the trio. Aww. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then for the second episode, it's Rebecca for doing a sexy torture. Oh uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I almost did Rebecca David sexy torture, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. There's even a chandelier in the background. Like, I can't. That is the perfect scene. <laughs> We're doing it. We're out here. We're horny. Sexy torture. A gift. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that is it for us. Should we do plugs? Plugs. Yeah, I guess so. Plugs. Of course, if you're listening to this, uh, I'm sure you know where to find us because you're listening to us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And if we're not wherever you get your podcasts, like, let us know so we can fix that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, of course, Amp Diaries Pod on Twitter. Uh, you can find me specifically at LaFergs on Twitter. And from there, you can find my writing. Since we are writing that, since we were recording this in the past, I have no idea what's going to be dropping whenever this drops. So there you go. You can find me on Twitter at Lorgan Mudich. I'm that, uh, like, everywhere on any social media you would be interested in following me on. And you can find me on Twitter at Jobo Baggins with two I's instead of two L's. And other social media is at Jill D E F I. All right. Goodbye. Love you guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. We appreciate you guys. I guess I don't know if I'd say love, but um, 
stay amped, ampies. I don't know what part, what level we're at at this point when we're recording it, so. Stay amped, my dears. (laughs) 